The, the energy, everything was good. The crowd was good. And actually was pretty good number for um, a Thursday. Who'd you have uh, working with you? Uh, Valance. Check, check, check. check. Oh, dope. Oh, I God. think he hosted. And uh, what's my boy? Andy Klein, I believe his name was. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Klein. DC guy, brother. right? Yeah. With a mustache. He was a feature. Yeah, he was pretty funny. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, I love Valance. So we just had him on a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Valance yeah. is a funny guy. I remember when Vanless first started. <laughs> How long ago was that? It, it was some years ago. And we had to do a show, and um, he didn't do pretty well. What's his name? But again? I could tell he was. Valance funny. Michael. Valance? Mm-hmm. Valance. You know, because oh, I'm a comic. So I was yeah, like, yeah. this guy's fucking, he's going to be great. No, he's criminal. Funny. Not, not meaning criminal violence. Just yeah, violence. <laughs> violence. Like, like co violence. I just found out that that's a got, word because I was it. trying to understand the difference between curtains and drapes. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, I thought that drape, I thought that drapes were the things that, like, you know, like on your window blinds, like on those? Right. Like the things that kind of like hang across the top? Mm hmm. That's the balance. Right. Did you know that? Mm-mm. I had no fucking clue. I just said, I called it pole. You ain't put the curtain on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> the actual thing. Because my parents have balance. I was like, I feel like you got to have a little bit of money to have balances. I feel like. I've never seen any poor people right. with balances. Get a scale. Balance. There's no difference that was between a balcony and a mezzanine. Because you're poor, you got to have money. <laughs> Eric's fucking broke, dog. You never see a balance in your right. life. <laughs> I'm blowing my first million all balances. Oh, where, where, were <laughs> where were you performing with balance? Um, at Magoobies. Joke oh shit, that was him. that. You said he was just starting out. No, this is. Oh, you mean where? I'm talking I, about yeah, back. In the I can't day. remember where we were. I just remember seeing him and him do his thing, and the crowd was looking at him like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yo, this guy's going to be good. You yeah, know those looks but many a time. I've actually, to this day, he's been on the podcast, but I've never seen him do stand-up. He's yeah, hilarious, he's man. Pretty funny. He, uh, he just ho- uh, co-hosted Sidebar this last Monday, yeah. and um, he did the character Rusty Bridges. Oh, really? And he came dressed in like a crushed velvet suit and fucking his chest popped out, right. hair showing him a chain, you know? He does characters? Big old, no, not really. That's just too much work right now. It was fucking me. hilarious. I feel like a lot to develop. Uh, but I leave Rusty in the house bridges. what I wear outside <laughs> from the house. That's what I'm going to have on the rest of the time. Rusty Bridges. This yeah. sounds like an old ass detective from the 70s. <laughs> or porn you say, star. You said you just started doing comedy. He was saying that you just started getting into Yeah, I, I had actually, I got uh, almost two years under my belt. Uh, yeah. You know, over 100 when shows. You're an old veteran, that's not. And I've been doing the do, you know. He's a, uh, he's this is Larry, my mentor, you know. That's sick. He's still a lot of my shit, but I don't say <laughs> I don't say nothing because he's a veteran. You know, they ain't gonna believe me. He's still, you know? he's still now a, you weren't on tonight, right? No, you I wasn't on tonight. On. I'm on right now, but I wasn't on there. <laughs> <laughs> She's still an embryo, still forming this shit. Yeah, you've been I've been I've been I've been searching you up on YouTube. You've been doing it for like a while. I mean, some of the videos are like what, five, six years old or something like yeah, that? I've been I've been doing it oh, for you, about seventeen years. Seventeen years? Mm. Wow. And don't so, he have, don't even have a pension yet. He still don't have a pension. Damn. <laughs> still doing that shit. But <laughs> How long have you been doing Magoobies? Uh, what, Jules? About eight, nine years? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was doing it when it was the old at the old location. Yeah, right. Where was that? Road. Road, yeah. Oh, like out, not was, even in... Where Timon? Sully's is now, it's, it was uh, it was um, on Harford Road in Parkville. Mm-hmm. That's, where, that's where Magoobies used to be. And before that, it was a club called Tracy's. And I used to do it then. It was called Tracy's at the Bowman. Dick Tracy's? No. Oh. I, I don't Bo- know. The Bowman is the restaurant. Was Magoobies even around when you... How long has Magoobies been around? 
I don't even know. No, it's it's fairly new. Oh, it's fairly new. So you started out before that place is even there. Yeah, that's what I just said. You don't goddamn pay attention, Jim. (laughs) No, no, no. I meant like Harford Road. Like it was before it was even on Harford. No, that's no. That's, that's what I'm started, saying. It was yeah. something else before that. It was oh, called Tracy before before, before, it, before it became Michael Jackson. It was a Jackson Five. <laughs> okay, okay. That yeah. meant, now I'm now I'm following. It you was guys. Tracy's, <laughs> then Magoobies, and now it's Sully's, and then Magoobies moved to uh, Timonium. Yeah, it took over an old dinner theater. Right. You know, Arsenio Hall. He put Magoobies' name on the map when uh, really? L- Lonnie Love was on his show, and you know he always announced after. They do that. Who's thing. Lonnie Love? Lonnie Love. Oh, she Lonnie does, Love. That's uh, a better get, name. Get real TV. I mean, get real. Is it the real? She's talk? a comic. She's, She's a, comic. a comic, and um, she was on Arsenio. And Arsenio, she will be performing at Magoobies, whatever that is, Magoobies in Baltimore. <laughs> you know, but he plugged it in national TV. So. Yeah, it's always funny hearing people promote. Uh, like for like a local club like Magoobies mm-hmm. or like uh, the Comedy Factory on like a podcast or on TV because like they'll always just butcher the name and, like, right. just See make fun of it be like who the fuck is Luther uh, Magoobies you like what Mag-a-bees. no it's not fucking Magoobies it's Magoobies Magoobies that sounds like it could be like an Irish pub or something yeah. like because Magoobies sound like an Irish pub it does yeah. or yeah. some candy like... that you get from the fucking movie theater yeah, it sounds more like that give me a box of Magoobies and some popcorn <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, why the fuck did you name it Magoobies? Like, the owner explained it to me, but I can't remember exactly. I think it's, it. um, like, his three children's names, like, oh, the first is. couple letters Don't of listen each to him, because you know he makes up shit. No, but shit. it really is, yeah. Matthew. Uh, Matthew. Cause he'll, George. He'll say it with such conviction. And obedience. That it sounds like, I know his delivery is so sincere, and he sounds like real... <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> He's like fucking. What's my man? <laughs> Brian Williams and shit. Like <laughs> fucking lying, but you just believe him, <laughs> and you just take what he's saying. But you gotta, you, know, you gotta like. He has three children. Actually yeah. went to Iraq, yeah, he, and uh, he, can, he can buy all that middle the initials. And came up Magobies. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Do you do, do you do a lot of stuff mostly? By the way, I meant to ask: Is it Larry Lancaster, like the town, or Lancaster, like the? It's like potato, the potato. Like the town. Generally, black people say Lancaster. White people say Lancaster. That's because white people are thinking about the Pennsylvania town. Yeah, I'm but thinking about you, know, you guys. Talk, right? I think about the Amish people. You guys do yeah, that a lot. Like if 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 a black girl's name is Andrea, you guys are called Andrea. Because white people try too hard with the names. Mm-hmm. We try to sound like we try to sound like we know what we're talking about and we always right. wind up not sounding like we know what yeah. we're talking about. <laughs> right. Like well, so a, Lancaster, I'm, like the town, you're like, no. So like I, the I answer to both, especially if, uh, at the bank if you check. <laughs> it's not like I would say, No, I'm not cashing this shit till you get my name right. <laughs> so it's Lancaster. Do you mostly do you mostly like do shit around Baltimore? No, I travel. Where is mm-hmm. where I saw? Well, you're from here. Yeah, I'm yeah, from here. I meant to ask that. What part of Baltimore are you from? East Baltimore, the projects, mm-hmm. baby. Oh, really? Yeah. What high r- school did you go to? The roughest part of Baltimore. That's where I grew up. What high school did you go to? I went to uh, Car. I went to Poly first. Oh, that's a good school. And then right? I transferred. I went to Carver Vocational School because okay, I wanted good. to be okay. a fashion designer. There's a Carver up here too. In town. Yeah, I know the art, the art school. school. It's the fame of Baltimore County. <laughs> <laughs> you went to Carver, man, for real. Mm-hmm. Dang. George Washington Carver. Mm. Old black dude with the peanuts. Oh, Where? Yeah. What was the. Um, I, I, I'm just. Because the only time. I, I, I went to go out and see you tonight, but I couldn't couldn't make it. 
But what was the? I saw like some YouTube videos. And you stuff got like fucking that. house shoes on, and that yeah. normally indicates you weren't busy. <laughs> I was super busy. I was super busy. <laughs> we came. Timmy came him. out to meet us with fucking hospital slippers on, find- and he was like, "I couldn't make it." Like, what oh. the fuck were you doing? Find my house was- size shoes. And house slippers that just you just could, couldn't make it. You was just so busy. He was working in the gold rod. <laughs> right. Working in the gold rod. <laughs> You call me Jimmy Schwartz is actually right, right next door to the studio, the garage. He got house slippers on, and y'all motherfuckers was in here smoking. It just killed all your ambition. That's what happened. You took a couple of tokes, and you was like, eh, fuck that, that shit. I don't know if he that funny for me to get up off of this goddamn chair. We're going to sit down and watch the movie Black Ass. <laughs> we'll just wait till he comes and then see what he does. Maybe we'll check him out Friday or Saturday. <laughs> It's yeah. cool, man. I've I've seen you before, yeah. though, Larry. Yeah. I we we yeah. know like we're like a couple degrees separated from each other because really? like I chill with like Ivan and Dark Mark. Oh yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. You know, right, so, right, like, right. It's just uh, you're just on like a different you're you know different level of comedy that I'm at. So I don't really see you as much. But I saw you do the um the Gold Club like a year and a oh, half. Oh yeah, ago. that was fun, man. <laughs> that was a fun show, dude. Yeah, yeah. that's the. the Right the there strip on, club. Yeah, yeah Mark, Mark had a... Um, he was doing was comedy there. at the strip club for a minute. And um, he actually, it was a good show. He it was had a good this, show. And yo, the the bracelet got you into the actual strip club right after the show for free. Mm-hmm. Do they still yeah. do that? Dope. Uh, no, no, well, no, what no, no, happened no. was... I did it for Mark because Mark's my man. Okay. But generally, doing comedy at a strip club is really not a good idea. Yeah, I, I, like you I would think it is. Well, they did it in the male review room. Yeah, so, so it wasn't <laughs> like neck your asses and yeah, titties yeah. while you was on stage. Mm-hmm. So that was distractions. Cool. But distractions. I actually did a comedy show in a strip club and. People don't find a lot funny when it's like pussy looking at them in the face. I feel like, like it's tough. I feel like I would never even think to do it's that. It's like people even want to come to a comedy show or they want to fucking see some some asses. Like, <laughs> you can't very, mix the two. That's a very mixed market, I would right. say. You really Man, what well, fuck me up? The restroom. I'm like, with the restroom? Everybody goes. Right. Male and female. You in there taking a piss in the stall. She come out the stall. Really? They yeah. don't have they don't they have, don't have male, to female. That shit just He's fucking bathroom. lying to gender you. neutral. No fucking, they don't have gender neutral yeah, fucking bathrooms. <laughs> fucking you go to the no, women's room. You, what happened? You was at a You was at a transgender strip club. You couldn't fucking tell it was bathroom right there. Uh huh. And know what? It wasn't separate. Oh, it was people standing outside. Male and female up in there. There's no way. Shit! I'm like, what the fuck? Well, just using the mirrors? They can use no, the mirrors. No, 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 they was in there. You and I'm in the mat. They had the mat, the stall, and a couple, uh, couple hidden urinals. bathrooms. And women come couple right women out urinals. there. Couple women urinals. Waving and shit, not washing their hands, all that shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you ain't the waitress, are you? I never heard of that, dude. I guess Gold Club's very progressive. Yeah. yeah. They're very, like, on the up and up. Right. They on Get social justice. They didn't want any transgender to be offended, so they just, like, everybody go right, to the We're just going to make this call now. We know what's happening eventually. <laughs> right. We're going to do it now. We're not going to be North Carolina. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Look, take men down, female down, put dick or vagina. That's you fair. got this, then that's where you go. Because then there's no identifying. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like, well, I, I don't. You just where you gonna go? 
I know you dressed up like a woman, but you, you get that shit done all the way. You still got to use but this But if you taking the piss, would you really want a man in a fucking sundress in the store next to you? So, I piss next to worse. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'd rather I'm not you really go paying to, attention to the like people Walmart, in the bathroom. If you, if you look like a woman, if you're dressed like a woman, I'd rather you go to the woman's bathroom. No. That's what matters to me. I feel like it matters more. Like, I don't give a shit who uses the men's bathroom. Like, women can walk in and out of the men's bathroom. I really don't think anything of it. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, because when there's a scratch. You catch a, like, yeah, you catch good. a man in a woman's bathroom. I feel like women might feel threatened right. by that. That's the, the that's cr- the thing that I can't relate to. It's but like, are you really threatened about a man in some fucking high heels and a wig? And the, I mean, he's probably not gonna. Yo, rape we were just you. talking about fucking John Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer, all those dudes <laughs> killing dudes, eating them. Like you don't know, man. You don't fucking know. But they weren't cross dresses. <laughs> well, but motherfucker had an appetite though. He had a serious appetite. Yeah, he did. He was, <laughs> Yeah, well, and then there's the guy that <laughs> Buffalo Bill was based off of. Oh, who, yeah, like, dude. Uh, Buffalo Bill was always cross-dressing, dude. That was his thing. Mm-hmm. The, the cowboy Buffalo Bill? I'm not saying. I'm just no, saying. Like from the Silence of the like, <laughs> He's talking about the Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. Oh, oh, I'm not saying <laughs> transgender. It's like threatening. I'm just saying like anytime there's a man in a woman's bathroom, I feel like that's semi like. Well, that's woman, what some of like, the people, the opponents are, saying, are talking about. They're saying that it's, it's not right for a man to be able to allowed to go into a woman's bathroom and then you might have sexual assaults or whatever but I'm just like I think they're overthinking it yeah I feel like there is no way to think about it like, and I think it's, if a guy it's like let's ask RuPaul he was doing this shit way before anybody <laughs> where did you go to the bathroom Sylvester was doing and let that be the Sylvester fucking law of the land to be honest I didn't even know I didn't oh, even know yeah. that there wasn't I thought I thought that it was a law that I couldn't go in a woman's bathroom I thought like that was a thing I thought if I just walk into a woman's bathroom they would arrest me well, that's well, what I thought. If you it, probably, apparently, it's, it's not either a law. you shitting on yourself or going well, to empty women's bathroom. <laughs> oh man, when it's a single woman's bathroom, it doesn't even matter. Like, if you go in there as a regular guy, you probably will be arrested. But you, like that's because can. we were. It was a segment of society that we really didn't give much thought to. Yeah. So we never really thought about what the transgenders do. Yeah. So now we have to start recognizing it and addressing it. It's just like the fucking drones. They didn't have laws and shit for drones. Now they got to start making laws and, and getting the rules and regulations for drones. It's the same thing with transgender. You got to start addressing it now. Just opens it. Yeah, you're right. It opens Because they lived in the shadows. I don't know where they went to the bathroom before this shit was a big ass discussion. Out Nobody houses. cared. Did anybody? Outhouse. I guess maybe they did. Outhouse. 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 Could have an outhouse. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of dehumanizing, but well, maybe they wore pampers or something. I don't fucking <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was like, well, I'm going out. Let me put these diapers on, so I don't have to fucking scare the shit out of anybody. And I'll just wait till I get back home. It's just a big. It, it's it's crazy diaper. how shit changed though. Like RuPaul smelled pissy. You know, we. I, I have a. I have a transgender. Because they might be watching, they might be listening to this shit. I don't know, so I'm gonna say it correct. Transgender coworker, you okay, know? okay. And this that's some weird shit because the female got uncomfortable when they were in the women's locker room. Of course, the male, myself, I would have gotten uncomfortable because you like motherfuckers like me. Yeah. So you know, so what we have are those companion rooms uh, where you can male or female, a family room can go in. And use that's so a lot of them go in there and change. What are you talking about? Where's this? Where I work in uh, Reagan National. Is so, that an airport? At the airport, yeah. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I was like, that's a lot for like a, I didn't know where you were. Yeah. Like a restaurant? Yeah. But that was something too, because I think they even said that let's just give them their own bathroom. 
And I don't even think they it's were satisfied with that. It's too much, man. But then, yeah. then that's the thing. If you if you right. invent yeah, one new bathroom shit. for all trans, then you got to divide. Are you trans woman or trans man? Then you got now you're at four fucking bathrooms at this point. Now you're now you're going just going backwards. I don't think we've been can. fighting our whole lives to I use think, the same bathroom, and now. But we're just I think if you're a transgender, I don't think they would start fussing like. <laughs> That's what I mean. A, we as Americans. I'm a transgender woman. <laughs> we as Americans. I, I feel uncomfortable that a transgender man came in the bathroom. I, I don't think that would happen. Yeah, I think it's just a. I don't know. I think I just I hadn't, I've never had an opinion on it just because I don't pay attention to people in the bathroom. Like I am focused on peeing, and that's like hard enough sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. So Especially if Barney in a walk in the bathroom, bathroom you know? and you in a, you peeing at the stall, and Barney walk right next to you. Barney, what the fuck from is Barney with this? Oh. <laughs> like, who the fuck is Barney? Barney, what, he's Barney walking around with no shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, you love me, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, but is that a guy? Or a girl. Dinosaur. Exactly. He's gonna use the handicap stall. Okay. <laughs> I know he was retarded. Damage, as a yeah. He was smart and retarded at the same time. Shit, the mother had love. We did, yeah, but the brain of a kid. <laughs> Who could only get in touch with? That's still smart for a dinosaur, though. When you think about it, very true. Where was where was a uh, purple honey at? I was watching. I, I'm just going off the YouTube videos I saw you. In yeah, Co- that was at Magoobies too. That's per- why. Why was it called Purple Honey? Well, it, what it is is um, it's a. Uh, it's a concert series, and it's the best of R&B, jazz, poetry, neo-soul, um, comedy, all in one show. Oh, wow. And so the guy calls it Purple Honey. That's the name of it for the marketing and the brand. Is that still going on? Yes. He does it like once a quarter. Like once every three months? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it's a really great show, too. What's the format? Because I feel like, because Eric and I were thinking about setting up something like a live from the studio thing with like comedy and music and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Does he do the comedy up front? Well, no. What he does? Well, I'm the host, so yeah. He kind he kind of does the comedy up up front because I'll go out there, warm the crowd up, do a couple of jokes in between each act, you know, and then he'll have generally um, a headlining comic at the okay. end. So he'll have a band, you know, a band to come out and play. He'll have a featured artist, then maybe another featured a musical artist and then a poet then he'll take a musical break because he has a, a DJ and a DJ will do a musical break like a dance break for like 15 minutes where the people can just come out and dance and shit and then after that I'll come back settle them down tell some jokes whatever and then we'll bring out the comic and the comic is generally the last person but it's a great format it's a great show that yeah. sounds fucking you guys awesome. should come to the next one for sure are they still doing it at McGooby's as well mm-hmm. awesome I'm going to turn down this heater. So the now. next one, I'll try to let you guys know, and y'all can come. You'll be my guest. Hell yeah, for sure. And I know you've done some crazy-ass gigs. Like, um, I saw a photo of like you in front of the Apollo with the, your uh, name on the billboard and shit. Yeah, like, I did that um, in January. Back in January. That's crazy. So that was great just to have you. Because this is an iconic venue, so just yeah, to exactly. have your name up there, man. It's like historic. It's yeah, crazy. It's really, it was cool. Yeah, how, how uh, were those shows? Those the show That show was great. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, really that's good. awesome. What's um What's been like the most standout show of your career? Well, that was one of them. Um, I got to open up for I, for Cedric the Entertainer oh, for like shit. two thousand people. Yeah. Where was that? That was good. That was at the Lyric. Awesome. I've Where is at, it? the Lyric? Is that that's, that's not downtown? downtown. That's yeah. downtown. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, I've done the Lyric, the Meyerhoff. 
um, Murphy Fine Arts Theater. You did the Apollo recently, didn't you? Yes. That's what we were just talking about. Oh, <laughs> that. I was yeah. You're turning the, the heater on. Yeah. All that hot air, man. Damn. That's good <laughs> shit you got, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I have both my notes, man. In the same right room, on you right had a conversation. It was like, yeah. So you did... You did the Apollo, right? <laughs> yeah. I was too busy trying to get that fucking heater to go out. I was embarrassed because I was like, are they really about to watch me try to blow this shit out right now? <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, I wish something worked in this studio right now. Yeah. Um, awesome. Walked over here. He's like, I got a great idea. I'll talk about the Apollo. Yeah, did, <laughs> Only um, way I can save myself. Work with Mike Epps. Um, okay. Dick Gregory, that was great. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Paul Mooney got to work with him. Paul that was Mooney? fucking great. Yeah, Paul yeah. Mooney told me I was funny. That's awesome. Hell yeah. So that was like really cool. Um, how, how did he say it? He was like, I heard your shit out there. He's a funny young man. Funny. <laughs> nice. But he doesn't talk to me. Fucking in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't fucking say that. You know that motherfucker gay as shit. <laughs> you think he is, dude? I don't know. I never got the gay vibe from Paul. I thought. I, well, he was on the Chappelle That's because you really don't. You're not. Always present, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have been, I might have been blown out of heater. Or yeah, something. you might have been doing, doing some other shit. shit. It was like <laughs> pull up Richard, Richard, Richard Pryor's roast. Pull up Richard Pryor's roast. You get to see, you get to see where it all began. Yeah. But we're not yeah. going to remember him for that. He's a great <laughs> right groundbreaking. He's considered the Godfather of Black comedy. Um, Sanford the Son. He co-wrote uh, that with uh. With, uh, with Richard Pryor, yeah, he wrote. He wrote, he, he wrote. I'm telling you, was he, what, he wasn't in the show. No, though, no he he was he a writer, it. and he he wrote for some of the biggest black comics: Arsenio Hall, Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. Robert Townsend, The Wayans. He wrote for all of those guys. How do you get into being a writer? I don't even know how to, where to start. Like, do you have a writer? You don't have a writer? No. I wrote, I write my I own material. Get the fuck. <laughs> no, you did not. Y'all heard the cops a couple jokes off. Right, so stop lying. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Came up to you after a show like, yo, I got some ideas. <laughs> if he had something, if he had anything that was stage worthy, he'll keep it for himself, just like uh, I would. That's the, that's the thing I was thinking about. I was like, if I had Before a funny I ass like bit, I feel like I would just rather tell it myself. Well, sometimes yeah, I feel like that's a weird thing about a writer's room because if you're a comic in a writer's room. Right. Wouldn't you just And people keep ask me like, hey man, let's have a writing session. I'm like, no, I'm not fucking divorced. Yeah, I'm not gonna anything. help you. So right. <laughs> no, it's not even shit. about helping them. It's just that I know how comics are and they'll steal your shit. Yeah, boy. Yeah, and like, if, I, if I throw out idea out there, who's gonna get it? Who's gonna take it? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I'm keeping it for myself. I don't consider myself that fucking prolific that I'm gonna have I'm gonna keep generating new material and give shit away. Yeah. Now what can happen is Say like someone will have an existing bit that they're already doing. And you may have an idea right. that may be better suited for that existing bit. Mm-hmm. And so you can give it to them like, yo, you can add this on or whatever. Right. But like, I, I don't, yeah, most, I most of the time when people write, though. it's because they're not good performers. That's what I was saying. Because like when you think about people like on the music, in the music industry, you think about the, the writers, maybe, they're not, maybe they can't right. sing. Maybe they can't play. A or they write to get their foot in the door, and then once they get known, then like Neo, like Neo, I was about to say Neo, Neo was, a, was, a, was a writer, yeah. and then he started, you know, sounding like Michael Jackson, and took it ran from that rent. But actually, when you when he, he first heard, he sounded like Usher. Most of the guys who write, 
they end up sounding like the people they write for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in the same yeah. respect, you could say the thing, uh, same thing about like music producers too, mm-hmm. like Pharrell and right. fucking Kanye West. All in the know, videos. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 you the shook, You could also say that the people they write for sound like them. Because Neo was writing those songs from the heart and then telling Usher, this is how I want it to come out. And Usher was doing that. But maybe Usher was mm. just projecting Neo. No, I think what happens is when you're when you're a performer entertainer, you have a certain style. Mm-hmm. So Neo didn't know who, what that style was as he wasn't fucking doing it. Sure. You know what I mean? So you can have content and 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 and, and material, but the way to, to deliver that is very unique to that performer. Mm-hmm. That's why you notice each singer once they make their mark, you can hear the, it's like the, their voice becomes a fingerprint. Yeah. You mm-hmm. think about that. That's true. Out of all the millions of voices you hear, you still can hear Prince and know that's him right away. You can hear Whitney Houston, know that's her right away. Yeah. Fucking even singers you don't like, Dionne Warwick, know that's her right away. Or, you know, and what happens is singers come out and they sound like someone at first until they find their own voice. Then they sound like like when Neo first came out, sound like Usher. Yeah, but then he definitely did but, find his voice. Too. Right. Or Trey Songz so when he first song. came out. He sounded like fucking R. Kelly. Yeah. But then eventually he sounds like himself. But that I think that pervades all I mean like not just music but like even as being a comedian I feel like when you probably first start out you probably do find yourself sounding like a lot of the comedians that you that you, that you admire and yeah. And, yeah. and, and right. then eventually you kind of like from there kind of figure out who you are. Right, you you become yourself on stage and you start finding your own voice. Did you grow up watching Paul Mooney? Yeah, but I studied comedy. Um I, I study like I, I study the I like George Carlin. Okay. I like Gary Shandling. Uh, you know, because I grew up in the era where they had the Tonight shows where they had a comic come out and do three to four minutes and he stuff. He was like cursing that. on TV back in the early seventies. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird to think that that's like a bad thing. Like that, that was ever like seen as like, whoa, you can't fucking do that. Because whoever said they were bad words. Now. Whoever said they were bad words. I never. Who, well, whoever our parents and they mm-hmm. used. Well, and then they didn't have like the FCC. Well, uh, maybe back then the either, fucking. So, like, there's no one to say there was a it was a bad thing to have that on TV. But you got to think the morality was different. So mm-hmm. what you can get away with now, you definitely couldn't do back then. Like having a burlesque dancer was considered risque. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you could just have tits <clears throat> on TV back then. Like yeah, they definitely show African had, tits. They they on the regular. I always thought African that was show. fucked up. I, I always did think that was fucked up. When you really think about it, it's like why why is it not considered risque when you do that? But like, you won't when, show no big white titties. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's like kind of like that under the rug. Like, do you not think? <laughs> I'm just being real right now. I, always, I remember thinking that. Like, is that are you? What are you? Are you saying that like? They're not as human or something like that. Of course, go, yep, that's what that's they were saying. Basically, like, yeah. you hit it on the button. You dehumanize people. They, you hit they, it on the button. It's dehumanizing. Mm. It really is, and you don't yeah. even think about it till you're like, wait a fucking second. And that's that's. But why you don't think about a lot of brain. shit that they put on, that they put right in under your nose, like the fucking Colonel Sanders. Yeah, you got a goddamn plantation owner selling fried chicken yeah. in black <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck ideas was this in the market and how did it get passed is it definite that Colonel Sanders owned a plantation <laughs> look yeah. at him he could have just been a white guy an old south. white dude in a white suit, white suit with a suit fucking how do you think right. he got those 12 I, fucking ingredients <laughs> come on dog. fried chicken 12 and different I bet you that secret recipe came from the old black dude that was cooking for him they stole the oh, shit oh man you gotta really? think God. most of the inventions that white people had if they came from a slave, that was your invention. Well, that's true. And white people ain't had to invent shit. That's true. Think about this. 
necessity is the mother of invention. You ain't working, so you don't have to invent the fucking best way to pl- plow the field. Yeah. The worker does. But they did invent the cotton gin. Eli Whitney invented that mother. And he probably got that from a motherfucker who was tired of picking cotton. That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. I like, God damn, my fingers <laughs> hurt. How the man. fuck can I do this shit without touching? Yeah, that's right. the thing to look up. There. Eli this Whitney shit is back breaking. Check this out, boss. It looked like a I got a better like idea. Eli, Eli, like tell, about that, tell about that cotton gin you was talking about, Eli. And you that invention. That's really what kind of ended slavery. Because now you had a machine to do the work. It's you cheaper. You gotta feed this yeah. motherfucker. Damn, dude. There's no way a white guy invented that. Now I think about it. Yeah, white man, really, man. White man ain't invent shit. Ah, oh, come on. They invented you gotta give us they, something, dude. They invent, okay, they invented uh, slavery. Electricity. <laughs> we didn't invent slavery. <laughs> Damn sure didn't invent slavery. <laughs> uh, Facebook, shit. What yeah, else? we got Facebook. Uh, MySpace. Well, they took that from us. We like, man, you invade my space. <laughs> Get back. Stay in your lane. We yeah, got. Okay, we can do a fucking with you on that shit. The car. No, 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 I don't count. The car doesn't fucking count. <laughs> car, <laughs> MySpace counts, but the car doesn't fucking count. Day, he got taller white people yeah, jumping t- on his back saying, "Go down the street." <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> 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 it's one of those like cart <laughs> drivers. He's like, let me put two wheels in the front of this. <laughs> like these white folks getting heavy. Oh, I need to invent a more automobile. Yeah, man. <laughs> that or a fucking horse. <laughs> he was probably the one real tired of that shit. Uh, get the fuck off my back, dog. Let me just tie some grass. Bro, for we real. gotta come up with something. Come up with a wheel or something. That's a good idea. Shit, that's what they talked about. That's what we talked about. Shit. How long have you been with Julie? Well, first of all, what is your what is your company called? JK. JK. JK yeah, I saw JK friend. first. I was like, just kidding, and then I was like, okay, Julie came and she was back. You got comic in you. <laughs> no, I liked it. That was that was honestly that was like the first thing that stuck out with me was I was sitting here on Tuesday and I was like, who am I getting to come on the podcast this week? Because I was out in New Orleans this weekend. I didn't really have time to plan shit. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping maybe Eric would do You're it. really building really me up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who the fuck can I get in here without any plan? Close by. You cannot just come in with my slippers on. Not have to worry about looking good. <laughs> I can't call anybody of importance this short notice. What I'm New Orleans smoking weed and looking at titties and drinking. And then it hit me. Larry Lancaster. Larry Lancaster. I'm going to call up Larry Lancaster. Get his ass in here. From Lancaster, Lancaster. Pennsylvania. At the fucking last But for real. No, I looked up your... I, I, I looked up on my goobies. I was like, I'm going to see who's headlining goobies. Because most of the time, I fucking... Like, la- okay, uh, two weeks ago, Joey Diaz was headlining Magoobies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to tweet at him, see if he gets back to me. Of course, right. he didn't fucking get back to me. Right. I can't imagine how many fucking people are just hitting up when they come to town. Like, I don't fucking know. Right. But you guys like you guys were fucking professional as anything, man. I, I, I looked up the number. I was like, oh, my God. Here's a number. I'm not going to waste my time with email. I'm going to call her up. Mm-hmm. Send my phone. Dial that, dial that in. Called you up. Set it up. And I was telling my girlfriend about this, too. I was really impressed. I was like, okay, like, yeah, check with Larry and get back to me. I gave you my number. And literally within an hour and a half, got back to me and confirmed it. I was like, I have never seen anybody do that in my life. 
That was it. Was like it was like it was a testament to like so professionality. That was right. legit. She's so, she's so Jules, professional Jules and gorgeous the at the same time. That was legit. We've been she, doing this. She clears the way. She's like how the how the Christians did the slaves. They sent the missionaries first to soften them up. <laughs> And then they sent the guns in and shit. Next thing you know, we was over here picking cotton. But no, Julie. <laughs> Thank the, you, JK Productions. <laughs> she's the soft side kidding, of just the company. Just kidding. Just People kidding. fall in love with her. She's a sweet person. She's a sweet Casper. And she knows she's fine. She's Look. beautiful. So then, you know, it's like, okay, now. Yeah, it's beauty and the beast. Right. So how did you, uh, how'd you guys link up? Actually, it's funny because I was doing the show. He tried to holler at him. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I can see that. I, I was doing that. the show, um, and Julie walked over to me. She was laughing her ass off, and I was like, "That's a cute little lady." She yeah, she and so then she walked over to me and was like, "You're really funny. Like I really enjoyed you. And you're like, like Ooh, I, I got know a this. lot of people, and I can make a couple of calls to help you out." And I was like, "Really?" And she was like, "Yeah." And you know, at the time, I was Larry Lancaster. You know, I was pretty well known, and I was doing good, but. It was something about her and her sincerity. And so just from her saying she can make a couple of calls, he was like, because I had people try to manage me before, but they didn't have, they just was like, let me see if I can get to him before he really blows up. Yeah. See if I can bend. But yeah. she believed in me and she's been here through the whole ride. Well, how long ago was this? This was this like was eight or nine years ago. Eight or nine years. And I asked him what he wanted, everything he wanted. He mm. said he wanted to go to LA. He wanted to perform on Stages like the Meyerhoff uh-huh. and Lyric, and it was something else. But everything that he said he wanted, I said, "Okay, I'm gonna get you that." He believed in me. Project. I believed in him. Did commercials? And we that just yeah, we've done commercials, uh. and we just I. Made That's a always been. I've always been really fascinated with the business side. So like. I do music, and so obviously I'm, I'm more focused on like the performance side of everything. And I, I, the most people I know have dealt in that side of things, like performance. Like I'm the stand-up comic, I'm the this side, the other thing. But the business side of things, like how do you? Were you? Did you originally start out wanting to be a manager? No, with, this started with him. Like we had oh, this so conversation, you, and I was like, okay, we're gonna do. Well, this. What were you doing? So you weren't even managing anybody before. Before, no. what made you? Well, you had Philip. Yeah, and I, that was just like my brother has a management company. And I filled in for him a couple of times. Okay. So when he said, you know, I had never managed a comedian. <laughs> I hadn't, I didn't even know who he was before that night. That's just and crazy how you come to that come to that moment. You actually like, kind of knew me, but you didn't know you knew. Me. Like I like, like I heard him on the Gerard radio. On the radio. Right. But I didn't know. Like I didn't know what Gerard looked like. Mm. I knew. I used to play a character on ninety uh, two Q. Oh, for real? And um, it was um basically it was a heroin addict. But it was a guy who had a really great perspective on life. And for where I grew up, this was based on a lot of people that I knew who were smart people. Did you blow it out? Mm-hmm. Cool. These motherfuckers talking about the pilot light in the stove. Oh, man, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> no, I'm listening. Because I heard shit say it was hot. This is really live in the tent. <laughs> they sitting over having a discussion like an old married couple. Did you lay the gas? <laughs> Did you forget to turn the lights on? So, uh, <laughs> so, what do you want from me? 
Yeah, because we're all about to die of carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah, that's what I was saying, dude. I was thinking us first. I was thinking like this shit reminds me of the military. This conversation's going nowhere if we all die. Like I'm getting sleepy. Dude, I sit in here literally probably like twelve hours a day breathing in this shit. It's definitely had to have fuck with me on some level. So um, there's no way that's healthy. What the fuck? Back was to I your story. About? We talked about Gerard. Oh yeah, it's called yeah. I was wondering who Gerard is. Your character. So I, did, I used to do a character on it, and this was like the number one uh, urban morning show, and like they had the num- the best numbers for their market. Wow. And so, um, I I actually met the the main guy. His uh-huh. name was Mark Clark. I met him years ago at like a festival. He was the host of the show. Yeah, it was three people. It was Mark Clark, Troy Johnson, and a lady named Marva, Marva Williams. And I actually met them. They were doing like a you know a remote a remote site where they were meeting the people and shit. And we struck up a friendship or whatever. And then years later, they actually hosted a comedy competition that I did. Um, Baltimore's best young comic. I ended up winning the contest, meeting them again. They were already familiar with me from meeting them before. And so we became friendly, and then through that, like when Mark would go on vacation, he would have me come in and fill in for him. Uh-huh, so yeah. this wasn't like a call-in character; like you actually went in studio. And well, everything. this this is the part that I'm getting to. Oh. So what happened was while I'm filling in for Mark, we were doing like the question of the day, so nobody was calling. So I was like, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go outside, call on my phone, and get the question started. You know, sometimes, like, yeah, yeah. You, call, you do the first thing. Yeah, one to let the floodgates come in. So I was like, I'm going to go out and call. And then I was like, fuck, but I can't call. I'm on the radio. I can't use my voice. So then I did the did the voice. And I called them. I was like, hey, man, this Gerard, I just wanted to call in and sing. And I did whatever the question was. And fucking people ate it up. So even when I was gone, like when Mark came back, the, the program director was like, look, I don't know what the fuck you did, but people been calling up for this character. You know, you got it. We got to figure out a way to incorporate him into the show. And so I would call up. Was it every day? It might this, have been. This is like a. Was this like a? It's on ninety two Q, but it was like a morning show. Yeah, it was, it was a morning show. Bad morning show. Is that still going on, by the way? No, well, they got fired. They got Rick That's another story. Now, yeah. They got fired having the best numbers for their market. Why? Because basically, radio has gone the way of syndication. Gone the way of syndication. Right. So like they'll have one show out of like whatever, like Texas or it's New York for the but station. Then they'll because broadcast the it everywhere. For the radio personalities. Is ninety two Q still? Uh, I pronounce that very strangely. I'm ninety two Q. I sound like a fucking robot. Right. Ninety two Q. That's uh. That is that now nationally syndicated? Well, they have Ricky Smiley morning show and that's syndicated i just assumed ricky smiley lived around here no he's a fucking national comic and a lot of times he's not even here he's in dallas so he's wherever the fuck he is just about every morning but it only broadcasts in baltimore though no shit all the time right but that's they do that in that particular city and he'll say the same shit in new orleans somewhere they do that wow. for TV shows all the time. Now, you know? right? like Bullshit, on the dude. CW right. or whatever, it'll be like, watch out on Baltimore CW. And it'll right, be like, right, fucking right, right. So it's the smoke and mirrors. Or whatever. Yo, that's bullshit, dude. I'm not. And so, nice of course, you're not getting about. the flavor of the city. Mm-hmm. See, the morning show that when they were here, they would go out, meet people. They would have the van, go out on remote sites, have toy drives. They would have like, have okay, like it's AIDS day. Like, we going to yeah. give out condoms. You know, you can make a, a, a difference in the community. Mm-hmm. Ricky Smiley not doing that shit. He Yo, in yeah. about he's 20 smiling? or 30 cities. 
Yeah, well, then he'll advertise when he comes to right. do a show. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> right. Yo, and honestly, that, like, I, I fuck with y'all like that, but yeah. you really don't. <laughs> I didn't even, honestly, dude, you're tuning me in the side. I didn't fucking know that, and I'm actually a little bit irritated now. I didn't fucking know. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm honest, He really do sound like I'm a Jimmy little pissed is, about Jimmy is pissed. pissed I'm a little pissed. I'm a little pissed because that's, that's, that's it's kind of bullshit because you do lose. You, you said it best. You lose right. the flavor of the city. Right, you do. You don't have it. You know, right. now it's just everybody's just fucking, uh, mm. You know, we're going to do the same shit for every fucking city and just makes everybody the fucking same, dude. And so what happens is the radio station figured out that it's cheaper for them. Of course. Now, of course, Ricky Smiley probably makes 10 times more than the Big Fat Morning Show, Mm -hmm. but they're not paying it. The sponsors pay it. Mm -hmm. You see? So Mm -hmm. with the other, the old model, when you had a local show, the radio station paid their salaries. And they would generate revenue based on their listenership, and that's how they did it. But now they don't have to pay. So it's cheaper for yeah. the station, actually. Well, but, I think, like, uh, in most cases, now even, like, the smaller stations are bought up by, mm-hmm. like, the big corporations, right. like, Hearst or, like, uh, Clear Channel, channel yeah, iHeartRadio or whatever. So then, like, mm-hmm. you'll go to, like, you'll go to these different towns and, like, you'll listen to the radio and it'll be the same playlist you'll hear. The same somewhere. format, yeah. everything. Like, what the stuff. fuck? Same that's stuff. the other thing that's missing is I remember, I remember like, oh. when you read about, like, old school, like, musicians and stuff like that, they'll always say, like, yeah, it started out as, like, a, a, a jam, like, like local in the city, mm-hmm. like it was on the local radio stations, and right. we kind of don't have that anymore. Right? You know, I remember some college it, stations still do some local stuff. Yeah, but, but it's even, really hard now. Yeah, it is. I mean, radio in general is a dying industry. Yeah. So, it so it uh, it almost follows logically that yeah, they're going to get eaten up by the mm-hmm. bigger the bigger companies, which is depressing. But it makes sense because like now who. Who's listening to the radio? Like the younger generation, they're driving on the car. They have their fucking phone plugged in their right. aux cord, listening to the playlist. But I, I kind of like the radio. Like I yeah, like I, it because I'm, I'm not picking it. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, to be sure. exposed to things. You right. know? Yeah, it's right. supposed to be like the curated best songs. But now it's it's whatever the big corporation, like whatever they need to play for mm-hmm. their sponsors, and then yeah, they play fucking Adele like five times right. an hour. Yo, yeah, I cannot stand Adele, songs. honestly. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I don't mean and it. especially urban radio, like you can go anywhere, any major Dude, city, like, in every the country, thirty minutes they'll the play bad and bougie. Even the radio crazy. personality sound is sound. I will throw it out. Shout out ninety two Q would bump uh, Take Cobang's song. You recall? You know what I'm talking about Take Cobang. He had bank rolls. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. They would play that bank on the radio. Rolls? You think you're getting half of my dude? You ain't dude. <laughs> that, <laughs> they would play that. That was the original version, though. Yeah, but you were just—that was Tim Trees. Who, yeah, Tim Trees, right? I mean, he was before my time, so mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I, I, I learned about him because of the recent song, right? Right. Yeah, the remix, which is which is interesting, but not yeah. really. Yeah. So who was this guy? The sketch of this dude. That's Absol. My girlfriend yeah, did that from uh, Black Hippie, the like Kendrick Lamar's group. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He looked like he's supposed to be famous, so I just mm-hmm. yeah. No, he he. The girlfriend's is. talented, man. No, she is good. She did that Utah Street poster up there too. Oh, that's nice. Oh, wow. What else she doing here? She did not do that Van Gogh. Well, she did the other one. an original right piece right behind now. me too. But that's just like a photo that was printed. Yeah, I she think does that's print. what Utah is. She does you print. talking about the old white dude? And that one too, right? Yeah, that's that's Vincent Van Gogh. 
I got that because I liked it, and I was I, I was on the internet, and they were selling like you could get like three for five bucks uh-huh. on on Amazon. Yeah, I, I, think I, forgot, I think it was on eBay. One. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's an original piece. You so. need to take that to a curator. Yeah. And we try yeah. we try to always keep direct on light on it shit. so it doesn't <laughs> worth about twenty dollars. So I got I got the Eagles, which the. Uh, Hotel California tour when they came to DC in '77 wasn't there. In case you were wondering, of course. Got Van Gogh, <laughs> you were born, and I got the no real. smoking as like an ironic thing because like we do smoke, you know what I'm saying? But but then Van Gogh smoking too. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. And also, it comes to turn out, I liked it for some reason. I just like naturally gravitated to it, and I was looking further into the history behind the painting. That is a self portrait he painted uh, like a couple weeks after he cut off his ear. So that's wow. that that like mitten looking thing on his ear. That's a bandage. I was like, because I could have gotten the original one before he cut off his ear, but I was like, I kind of want. Peter didn't do it. Peter didn't do it, did he? Pete, Peter, Peter ain't do, he didn't cut off his ear because you know Jesus would have put it back. But Peter would have did it. <laughs> you know Van Gogh and Jesus different people, right? <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> actually, Van Gogh used to wear glasses. Did he? he cut off his ear? He couldn't fucking wear and put them on. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Well, they haven't invented contacts yet, so <laughs> I'm kind of fucked. I gotta wear two monocles. I'm not about to wear two monocles. Be the duopoly guy. Monocle, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's playing his peanut guy. <laughs> are you okay? So are you? Um, you said you started out with him. Are you s- still exclusively managing Larry? Or are you got other artists that you're working with as well? All comedy? No. I have a, a model, actor, model, actor, David Somerville. I have a saxophonist. A saxophonist? That's awesome. Philip Martin. Oh, you're good, uh, dude. That was empty. Yeah. You knocked over the beer. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is how... Okay, this... I'm just genuinely curious. I'm just curious about this stuff. So... When you're in the business of artist management, you are make your entire business centers around establishing connections. Is that is that fair assessment or it's connections? I do pretty much everything. Like um, you book them, you you their uh, rider. Like you make sure they get what they want on their rider. You do uh, travel. You make you do. All the conversations, like you, you make the phone calls, you do the contract. It's kind of like, like being a momager. Like you, everything that you would do or want for your child, like you would want to make sure everything is taken care of for them. So when they come, they can just show up, perform, not have to worry about anything. That's pretty much what I do. That's like I'll fucking like somebody will say, "Hey man, I need a picture for the show." I was like, "All right, Jules, I need you to send them a picture." <laughs> Yo, that's awesome. You man. know what I mean? Like she just like and a, I still have a full time job, steroids, so yeah. right. I'm like, like when I'm talking to you, I'm delivering mail and still taking care of his. Do you work I for work the, 24/7 you work for the uh, UPS United or the post office? postal service? Yes, mm-hmm. USPS. Even better than UPS. USPS. USPS. Like she, she does so much stuff for me. It's like ridiculous. Like sometimes I'm like a fucking baby. Well, it probably you gives free you free stamps though. So you're nah. sending out a ton no. of packing. No, no free Wink. stamps. Like you don't get free he stamps. Needs to mail something. I'm taking it. I'm bubble wrapping it. Right. I'm getting the address. I'm taking it to the post office and I'm paying postage. Really? They don't give you an employee discount on discount. mail. No. Can't you just no. deliver it yourself? Oh. Like it's been in t- California. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's been times when I'm like, 
my grandmother wanted to come see me in a play and I was too busy to do it, she'll go pick my grandmother up and bring her. Oh, that's so now my fucking grandmother loves her today. Right. Because she got to know her. And come with some roses too. Like, so it's like it's an invaluable person. That is wow, too. The manager's hard to find. And you had to be able to trust that person with your life. Right. That's true. Like that's a lot true. of times people will pay me, they'll send the money to her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and that's how you hear where people are like they get raw, people skim off mm-hmm. the top still. So yeah. you gotta really trust the person. Yeah, I've had she I've had a couple people through here to like about... my money and accounts right. and shit. Credit cards, right. everything. Yeah. Like this is the person you gotta yeah. trust with everything. And I that never really had to worry about thing. her yeah. trying to, you know, fuck me over. That is honestly, it is it is interesting because the the main thing we get from people coming in here that have been doing it for a little bit is they always kind of have like a bad manager story, right? Because that's the thing that's that, that you run into with managers. Managers aren't necessarily the person that's getting all the press, that's getting mm-hmm. all the fame or the notoriety because of it. You have to genuinely really care about that person, or else right. you're literally just in that business for the money, right? Because at least with a stand up performer, like yeah, you can be about the money, but there's always that genuine pursuit of like right. what it's you're a, chasing. It's a love exactly. because. Really, if you go into a thing, I'm gonna get rich and famous. You're mm-hmm. probably not gonna get that good, yeah, before that happens. So you do it for the love, and hopefully, all the other shit comes out of that. But, but my man, to tell you now, with all this internet shit, you got mm-hmm. a lot of people going into the internet, and they're getting followers and getting fame before they get the skill level. And yeah. that, yeah, that's that's one of the drawbacks of like that kind of like going viral culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it literally as you like you're hot for like. A week, and then it just goes away. Well, you got some people who can sustain it, but because on the internet, you only have to you do a, a silly ass, yeah, for not like to minimize it because it still takes some skill to do what they do. Only those who are ready by time the virat, what I don't know what the noun form of virality, I don't fucking know. Yeah, by time that hits, if you aren't like if you're at the level where you're fulfilled in your own voice as a comedian and artist or whatever Most it is you time do, you're not. dude. At exactly. the same time though, there's this fucking Netflix show. It, like Netflix has been putting out like a bunch of like new series based off of like viral people. Like mm-hmm. they put out like this documentary about Cameron Dallas. Do you know who that is? I've heard of him. He's like a famous Instagram dude. Mm-hmm. He's just like a model, quote right. unquote. But he just takes selfie yeah. videos and like has a bunch of like girls following him on Instagram, basically. Mm-hmm. So they followed his tour called MagCon and it was meet and greet convention and they just went around the the US sold out places like thousands of people Mm -hmm. just for them to do like karaoke for like 30 minutes on stage and then do like meet and greet lines and that's it that's the whole convention did he really do karaoke on stage yeah dude oh my god but see what it it shows is that and I don't like and they don't know any better because when they're ingesting that Right. media from them they're getting it at seven ten seconds at a time right. so like they don't know that when you get it go to a show you're supposed to be entertained for a certain amount of time right. if whatever. you're a headliner comedian mm-hmm. you're supposed to be on stage for 45 minutes or, maybe yeah, an hour hour but if least. i'm only funny for 30 seconds or seven minutes or whatever the skit is i haven't been trained to do that yeah and then I don't know what the fuck to do when a waitress drops the whole fucking uh, uh, tray of drinks. Yeah, or talks I don't know what to do when whatever, someone like, heckles me. Yeah. I don't know what to do when the mic goes out. So you're not tra- only shit teach you that is being in the clubs, training. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like it's a it's a model that's competing against each other because now people are monetizing the internet. So you got to kind of figure it out. But at the same time. 
you still have to gain the skill level on the road. Well, what you're kind of witnessing, I feel like, and this kind of goes back to the conversation we had about the radio, is that in both instances, the technological advancements that we have now, because people have figured out an easier way to do something, it's kind right. of taken away. It steals from the flavor. Right. Like you were saying, like literally stand-up comedy, so much of that is having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But now because of how easy the world has become, that gets lost. And so you only really experience people for that 10 seconds or 15 right. seconds at a time. And that whole aspect of going to a live show and somebody actually being able to keep somebody you know, fixated for 30 minutes is completely, completely lost upon this generation, I would say. Well, what happens is they'll pay... They'll like they get some Instagram guy who's funny and shit on it, yeah. and they'll pay him seven thousand dollars. Then they'll want to fucking pay me five hundred. Yeah. The guy may can't follow me, but no one's there to fucking see me. Yeah, they're there to see him. So comedy is to the point now where it's not really about who's funniest; it's about who can put asses in the seats, and that's not always the I same. I imagine that's thing. how it's always been, though. But yeah. the, the difference well, it's like the same thing as a movie theater. They don't make well, money it, off the it ticket prices. It used to prices. be different. They make well, money you used to have to do more being to put funny. Asses in the used to put asses in the seats. Yes. Now that's not really yes. what it does. Yeah. Yes. Now sometimes when I try to book them, they were like, "What's his following on social media? Like, how many mm-hmm. followers does he have?" And that that plays a part in booking. Like, if you have a a large following, then of course they think your whole audience is going right. to exactly. Come out and oh I mean, God. I may look a little younger than I am, but I'm like 47. Like, I'm yeah, not a what, fucking what Instagram you, person. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be on there doing that bullshit. Man, I'm 24. I can't even figure that shit out. I, mean, I figure it out. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I get it, but it seems so stupid to me because, like, when I would I would apply to like do like you know acoustic gigs or something like that, and they look at my Facebook following and be like, oh, you have like 800 likes or something like that. Right. And it's like, of course, a lot of those likes are from people that aren't even from Baltimore. Right, but like, right. it's just kind of like they're not up with the times either. Like they're, yeah. both they just people, see the number yeah. and they're like, all right, yeah, like, it's, okay, it's high. Like, so that means 800 yeah. people are yeah. going to come 800 see 800 people. Everybody who was willing to put in the effort of liking my page is <laughs> right. also willing to put in the effort of driving fucking right. nine miles down mm, the fucking road, yeah. getting an Uber <laughs> and <laughs> watching my ass play acoustic covers for three hours. Mm. Yeah, fuck no, right. dude. They don't right. get it. They don't get it. I'd show up like, this is it. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I got three people, dude. What the fuck do you think? The fuck did you think, dog? Quit looking at my Facebook. Because everyone's lazy. They don't want to do the work. Well, the promoter doesn't want to fucking do the work. Mm-hmm. A lot of the entertainers don't want to do the work. People steal material because they don't want to know what it's like to bomb and recover and write a joke. Well, well, I, I, I guess what I would say is it's all that mentality, that kind of inclination. Has always been that way. Right, the difference is, is that yeah, we've we've the the things that we have available to our access now, we can be fucking lazier than ever before. And we wonder how we get when, because we're a Kardashian society. Mm-hmm. That's why we have fucking Trump. Possibly, it always comes back to bite you. I would say yeah. so. I would agree. I'd say that today's like world, like if someone uh, like did a documentary about like the last or like this upcoming year like 2017 as a documentary film and put it out 10 years ago we'd think it was satire like mm-hmm. it's crazy like right i watching that like netflix show like the chasing cameron thing like i like it was crazy it was like beatles level of like people like yeah. clawing at them and like it was like they're the backstreet boys like in their prime no but they with talent. no talent at but all the thing just about it is just posing i mean look at fucking kim kardashian like our whole family is wealthy but that's that's what i'm saying is that and for what what you guys are talking about right now has always existed what the fuck did marilyn monroe do i mean i know she acted in a fucking couple movies but she was famous for the same reason kim kardashian's famous she was hot she was high profile that's it and then once you she get that high profile president. 
Exactly. I'm sure Kim. Nah, Car- I disagree with that. Who fucking knows? The point is, is that she was famous for no reason. And I if you look at the. With f- okay, what, what, what did Mary Monroe do that was so fucking special? Besides I have can, a bunch I of fake ass I can understand that argument to a degree. Okay. Because she was famous, because she was hot, she was sexy, mm-hmm. she had a certain allure to her. Yeah. Kim Kardashian doesn't have that to me. I mean, she's definitely got an allure. She got a fat ass. That's an that's alluring. <laughs> that's not really. It's not and the it's same not as an allure. It's like it's something that you can't really explain. It's beyond the physical. I say because there are plenty of women who are beautiful, but you're not drawn to them. You're not attracted to them. You can look at them and say, "Oh, they're beautiful," but they don't they don't make you want to get to know more about. I think them. a lot of the allure is the way she was presented to the public. No, it's the way she presented herself. She was very yeah. smart and calculating in what she did. But she was an actress. And if you watch it, you can't fucking take your eyes off of her. You can't say that about Kim Kardashian. I, what Really, it says more about us as a people than it does about those people. Or the people who use the internet to get rich and famous. It says where we are. It says where we are when we have fucking Donald Trump as a president. Well, you like, can also- How do we get to that point? You can also look at it with a... Like, who would have fucking keep us at a gate? The president is supposed to be exceptional. Mm -hmm. How do we have a fucking narcissistic idiot as the president of the United States? What happened? I don't know. When you really think about it, being the president is a pretty narcissistic job. Like, to be the guy that's like, there is no one else in the country that could do this shit better than me. That's a little bit of an ego, wouldn't you say? Yes, but you still have to be smart enough not to come across as that guy. Did you vote for him? Which is a skill. You have to be you have to be humble enough to say, I care about you and what you're going through, but yeah, I'm the only motherfucker who can fix it. Like that's a dichotomy that most people can't make. But Donald Trump he just came out and was like, every time you, you have a, it's like if you're a female and you go on a date with a guy and all he fucking talks about is himself. That would turn you off. Yeah. But not enough to not vote for him. Like, saying, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. He takes everything and makes it about him. Everything. He, he definitely didn't have the political eloquence that is, is we typically see in politicians. But neither and I think, did George Bush. Yeah, but George Bush was, in my opinion, George Bush and Donald Trump are completely separate. But that's what I'm saying. Cases. So what I'm saying is his 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 well, level one thing that you don't necessarily need is way lower than that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, like he makes George Bush look like FDR. Everyone, every every like person f- like fits into like a character trope. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like classifying Trump and Bush is like weird because like Bush was totally like the fucking like. Show old in. party guy like mm-hmm. the fucking like uncle that's like <laughs> like right. i drank too many beers at the party or whatever da 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 and trump is definitely more of like the fucking like nutty one that comes around like every two years he was years. putting himself on and i think that's what people gravitated to was they were tired of seeing people being put on by the establishment by the big money they were tired of seeing the same people propped up in front of them going like okay this is who you're supposed to vote for this year this is who and then they, this guy comes out of fucking nowhere and is like no i got my own fucking money and i'm going to win this shit and people gravitated to that i disagree with it you don't think that had anything to do with it i think basically people People were, and, and I don't really know how, no other way to say this. I think people were fucking racist. You think, you really think that's what it was? Yes. You really think it came down to racism? Yes, because. You really you, think half of America hates Mexicans and black people? 
Half of America. Uh, yeah, yeah. The same country that voted Obama in four years ago all of a sudden now hates black people and Mexicans. Here's why. Uh, yeah. Hey, let me explain. What you. happened in four years? Well, it's eight, eight years. First of all, it's eight <laughs> years. No, it was four years ago that we voted him in last. So what happened in the past four years? No, it's eight years. He was a president for eight years. I'm saying four years ago was the most recent time we elected him. Okay, I get mm-hmm. that. But he still did eight fucking years. That's so what I'm something saying. something had yeah. to happen. The point was this. Those people who feel like they always want to point the finger at other people because they're not successful. Mm-hmm. Those people came back with a vengeance. And so with that, they just wanted uh, they wanted Donald Trump. But if you look at Donald Trump, even if you just wanted something different, it shouldn't have been fucking him. You understand what I'm saying? But we had no other option when you think we about it. We did have Who other else? options. Who? Who? First of all, he had about 16 other motherfuckers in the primary that they could have picked. But they were, were all the same. Real. They were all the same. They were all established. We had no other option if we wanted the guy who was doing himself. A rich billionaire is the fucking establishment. They weren't, they weren't putting themselves He's on not themselves. the anti-establishment. He is the establishment. Who do you think those politicians had to cater to? A guy like him. Who do you think skewed the system to benefit rich people so that common people can't fucking make it? A guy like him. Mm-hmm. He told people, I'm going to bring jobs back to America, but all his fucking buildings were made from steel from China, and his clothes is made in Bangladesh. He's a, the ultimate fucking hypocrite. So I guess my question is, would you rather, okay, so acknowledging that those other guys were the guys who would have to pander to him because he's the one funding their paycheck. The but people like puppet. him. Well, what I'm saying is, would you rather vote for a puppet or the hand behind the puppet? Well, they're still the same. So why? They had the same agenda. It does, what they did... But then does it matter that exactly that's what I'm saying? Why is anyone else so got up? in? Because like if if the candidate who ended up in there was going to be controlled anyway, what's the difference? Because you could either had Trump or somebody because Trump's Trump controlling. is being controlled by who? That's the whole point. Who's controlling Trump? Somebody always has to answer to somebody. And let me tell you something. Who do you answer? If to? he was so fucking powerful, he wouldn't have ran for president. Because the true power, people don't like you to know who they are. So the president is nothing more than a figurehead. They just represent something. You always have to do and listen to someone else. So basically, Trump is being controlled by somebody. That's why he's being fucking investigated. And because he owes China a bunch of money and he's fucking Putin's bitch. That's why. (laughs) So he's being controlled by those forces. And this shit is really treasonous. (laughs) <laughs> and if yeah. you look at everything he's doing it all points back to that you gotta follow the money he took an old man that worked for the fucking Russians and made him the secretary of state how the fuck you think that's gonna turn out yeah well they already overturned like the dumping laws into streams for, right. for fracking uh, but this the same guy that made average Joe White guy think he was going to fucking look out for his best interest. What laws are you talking about with yeah. fracking? Well, it's well, it's like a double-edged sword because it brings back like those old towns who were so like reliant on those old coal jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like those jobs are opening up again. So it's like a positive for the workforce, but a negative for the environment because well, they you know, say that, but the jobs aren't really that many. To make that big of a difference. But there aren't that many people in those towns to begin with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so what happened was, and again, people like uh, Donald Trump was responsible for that because they eradicated manufacturing. What happened was they had common guys who made a good living, blue collar guys. You could make $20 an hour. You got union and all of that. You could set yourself up. And these guys were making money and they were changing their social economic um 
uh, 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 positions through their children. Because, yeah, I'm an old blue-collar guy that worked in the factory, but I can send my fucking kids to school to be doctors and lawyers. Okay. And that's how you change your social economic status. Sure. Now, I might not have benefited from that, but, you know, my generations did. So what they did was they fucking eradicated manufacturing. So if I send the company, the, the plant over to Mexico where I could pay somebody $30 a month instead of got $30 an hour, then that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's why manufacture and some of it. And is, that's what I'm saying is that, that some has, of it is also robotics too. It's, it's like technology. Mm-hmm. Like it's automation. Yeah, yeah, it's automation. But that that all happened before Trump. So that was obviously bad for the Americans. The fact that we allowed these companies that that was the whole thing that Trump run on. I guess what I'm saying is he was saying, look, we sent your jobs overseas. Your whole town lost a fucking industry because they found a cheaper way to do it. So we're gonna bring that back. And then the media stepped in and said, oh, that's actually because they're just racist. When in reality, it was just a bunch of white people who were like, I I think I would like my job back i mean if you have black people voting for a politician in the city because they want better jobs they want better funding you don't call them racist you call well, them they just want good for them because it's the hypocrisy in the argument What's why the would you elect the guy who was responsible for sending those he jobs he wasn't responsible for it he did it with his own the shit politicians were responsible for but it he just played the game point. he's he a billionaire he runs a multi-billion dollar industry all over the world internationally and he's not even doing what the fuck he's running on so how do you think he's going to do it as the president Think about that. Yeah. If I got a company and everything I have is made overseas, I can start with me and put motherfuckers back to work. Well, I but guess, I'm not doing it. I guess what I'm trying to say to you is when you're a pro- when you're a politician versus when you're an actual business owner, when you're owning your own business, the goal of being a capitalist is to do the thing that's going to make you the most money. If you own your own business, you can bet your ass you're going to do whatever you have to do to maximize your profit. Right. That's, not, that's not a bad thing. That's what you do when you run a business. When you decide and you say, you know what? Actually, this shit's kind of fucked up. I think the rules should be changed because what he acknowledged was that, yeah, I'm doing this, but so is everyone fucking else. Everyone was doing that. That's what you do. Like, for instance, I'm a server. I go to my job and I finish out a shift. If I get $100 in cash tips that, that the government doesn't know about, you're damn fucking right I'm not going to claim that shit. That's what people do. And if I were a billionaire, it's just an elevated scale of that same mentality. That doesn't make you a bad person. And to say that because he did something doesn't mean that he's able to point out what's wrong with the system and maybe want to fix it is kind of – I mean it's, it's attributing credit to someone that you can't even give to yourself. Okay, but here's the question for you. Okay. What about him? And his lifetime history made you think, or anyone else, that he would change that. What has he done to he make you really think he did some good he things? He would in give New York a City. fuck about anybody other than himself. He did some good things he's in been, New York City. He's been sued since the seventies for racial every, discrimination. Every rich person's been sued. We, since we're not the 70s. talking about. We're talking about the guy who's president right now. You can sue somebody for anything. Okay, but we're talking about the guy who's president right now. Okay. We're not yeah. talking about any rich. But he also he also he's, used most of those lawsuits just as publicity. He's too. been sued for the for since the seventies for racial discrimination. Any rich person. So you gets can't sued. just minimize that. He first of all, and then he's been sued by his contractors because he always fucks them. He doesn't pay them. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's he a, takes that's the money. Thing, like he takes the money and he claims a uh, 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 um, chapter, whatever, um, was it bankruptcy, mm-hmm. and don't have to pay the construction workers that worked on his company. Um, he's a fucking uh, uh, sec- he's assault women. Like you grab. My thing is, what has he done up to this point to make people think he's really going to give a fuck about the people? I mean, it sounds like to me all you just kind of rattled off was just accusations. 
No, this stuff is proven in the It's not proven. The construction stuff is true. Like, because there's a, a ton the of businesses. Because they'll. The shit about Russia is true. The They're building not things, accusations. They'll, what was the, what they'll was the do shit the about cost Russia? up front. You obviously weren't listening again, Jimmy. No, I know that I know what they say about Russia, but what was like? What well, if you know? Why are you asking me? I'm asking you. What was the definitive proof that there's any Russia that involvement? he's using? His he has he has close ties to Russia, and they're too close to a, a un a unfavorable government. But Russia is our fucking enemy. No, I know that's We're the, talking I know about that's the accusation, but what's the proof? The proof. What's the proof? If I gotta provide you proof. And whatever I say, you're not going to believe. It. I believe you if you prove it. You're not going to believe it. So we'll let it. We'll let it play out in a court of law. No, we don't have to change the subject. We we had to talk. Yeah, yeah, we're just talking. So what I'm saying is, no, I enjoy this. I enjoy this. I just, I'm, I'm interested. I kind of want to know because I hear a lot of shit about the Russians, but I want to know like what what is going on. What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? He he has too many close ties to an unfriendly government. Everybody he's picked in his cabinet had ties with Russia, and they've lied about it. So you think that Russia installed a government in the United they States? They asked him, has he ever done business with Putin? It came out, yes, he was doing business with Putin. They asked him, have you ever met Putin? He said, I met Putin when we did 60 Minutes. That was a fucking lie. Like, if it keeps coming up, it's not just accusations. Like, but... Because he who he is, and and I'm gonna tell you something else. When they were investigating him, the guy on his campaign staff that helped him with his transition team is now the same motherfucker in charge of the investigation. And he went and gave him a heads up on what he found. You can't do that. That's true. I guess the unfortunate thing about all that is that that game gets played on both sides, and so it's very hard to pin one down and say you're bad because of doing this when the same people would have gone and supported someone else who was doing the same shit. Like, for instance, like Hillary Clinton's a perfect example because she was just as shady. She was doing just as much shady shit when she was in political office, and the same people who were willing to attack Trump for the, his connections to whatever and stuff like that were completely unwilling to go after her and say, you know, it was... It well, was a just, lot of people it's, did. It's and hypocritical. That's, that's kind of why she lost. But that's true. She lost because she kind of got exposed for being like, like email. The well, nah. You ever think it was that? Think yeah. it was it? She's uh, just been in. Did like, you the, Hillary? The political yeah, light for too long, and it's like she's starting still. to crack. You know what I mean? Like she was, but she was in the political but, light but, like for being the first lady, and then she was a senator in New York, and she did. Nah, like, she's fucking, she had always been like in politics like her whole life. But, she like, was the first lady of Arkansas, and then she was the first lady of the United States, and then after Bill Clinton in two thousand whatever, she became a senator in New York, just off the fucking bat. She wasn't a fucking congressman before that. She wasn't a fucking councilman. She just went straight from first lady to senator of New York. Her her and Trump was was is fucked up exactly. But she has the experience. See, and then what America missed was history. You understand? See, in your generation, along with ours, we had this. We had the chance to see the first black president, right? Mm-hmm. Then we had could have had a chance to see the first female president. See, history plays a role also, and that's what I'm saying. Do and you don't think that could have been played against us they, a little no, bit? No, yeah, because don't you think they both was fucked up? But that's but, like but a America kind of an, missed an agenda. The experience. Exactly. You don't think that was? I, that's, I agree with you, Eric. You don't think that was part of an agenda on any level? Like, of course, like, there's a lot of people who are just like, yeah, oh, because th- what they do is the way they the way they polarize people is they they narrow down the argument to like, oh, well, you're either going to vote for Hillary or you just don't want to see a woman president. It's like, no, I want to see 
see a woman president. She wasn't, I just don't remember, she wasn't girl. the first woman to run. Yeah, Shirley exactly. Chisholm was the first she wasn't first African American woman also, to run for president. Stein. Jill Stein's been running since but, like the nineties. But no like. big money was behind <laughs> but, Jill Stein. But uh, um, Shirley Chisholm. She was running since Who was she started children? running what yeah, 1970 was like the, was in the 70s. Yeah, first ever. This is the generation where everybody is trying to be like trying to prove how great of a person they are. And so when you play that kind of like virtue shit against people, like oh you're not going to vote for Hillary because she's a woman, then it, it defeats the purpose of the argument because it's not. It's, I don't think people just didn't vote for Hillary because she was a woman. You really think that was what oh, there was just 50 percent of America was just like. I don't want a fucking woman being president. Well, well, I well, think some people did. Some people, but there's also some people who don't want a black president. Some people don't want a white president. Some people don't and, want to fuck. But surprisingly, cr- a lot of those people were women. Other women who didn't mm-hmm. want. Yeah, to Trump did great for women, which is impressive because you think about the shit that they they put out about like the misogynistic remarks, you know, stuff like that. But he did he did fantastically with women. It's just hard for me to believe in somebody who offended every segment of America besides but white men. At the same time, like. That's it's every segment that voices their opinion online to get like a pat on their back. Like at in at the end of the day, people are going into voting booths, and that's like a private. No, thing, I'm talking about I mean? for me. I'm not saying for, that people voted for him. Mm-hmm. They had their own reasons for doing yeah, yeah. it. But for me, like you offended every ra- other races you offended muslims you offended black people you offended has you know everybody mm-hmm. except white males what did he say i always wondered cuz i i know what like the mexican what did he say about black people that was like anti black give me a chance first of all it's not when you when you say to black trail. people that you walk down the street you get shot your schools are a mess as, as, as if that's a reality for every black person. He never really went and spoke to the black community where they were. He stood in a room full of white people and talked to black people cause, because he really wasn't talking to black people. He was talking to white people so they could About feel comfortable people. voting for him, saying, well, the guy's not a racist. He wants to help him. But was Obama not- out in like the inner cities campaigning and stuff? Yeah, yeah that's that? where he's from. He's a fucking social activist from, though, yeah. from Chicago. Well, if you know that, why are you asking? I was asking. I know he's from there. I asked if he was campaigning. Yes, there. that's how he started. He got his. He was grassroots yeah, he walked activist tough, in Chicago. Tough streets of Chicago, mm-hmm. and it's from the South Shot. That's where. He, that's but you're where saying he's from. his in the community. Ra- you're saying his he, campaign he worked, rallies were at community centers yeah, in like inner be, city. Yeah, be, before he campaign, he went to Iowa. Before and he, he went campaigned. to the hood. That's yes. what he worked. He worked mm-hmm. in the community, yeah. and it was inclusive and smoke and diverse. <laughs> he yeah, did. You smoke weed. That Trump shit. All you see Regular is white dude. people. That's it. <laughs> Old yeah, rich Trump white people. That's all you see. Trump did never smoke weed. That's a fact. I know, he did cocaine. Something. Russians yeah. told him no. Blunt. Some. You know. Uh, love boat. Yeah. What's that? That love boat in DC. Dip it in bombing fluid and. What the love boat? What's it called? What is that? Weed t- dipped in yeah, what? They put marijuana yeah, it, and dipped it in the bomb fluid and they call it love. Embalming fluid or yes, Obama fluid? No. Embalming. Obama fluid. Send me on some booze. That's some love bullshit right there, dog. That's what I'm talking about. You get it from Obamacare. You, yeah. you order it. You order it. Yeah. No, it's embalming fluid and you um it drives you crazy, basically. I thought, I thought, isn't that the shit they put on you like when you're, uh, yeah, being when you're embalmed? being embalmed? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cat Williams said, I feel like you would die dude, from that shit. Dude gave him some of that. He had him looking at the refrigerator all night. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's like a remix of Laughing Lenny's joke. Laugh, laughing Lenny tells us, it's a guy, it's a comedian, yeah. Laughing Lenny. Laughing Lenny. And he tells his joke about Funny he, he did it. And he said they call it Love Boat. That's what they call it. 
That's a when good you, name. When I you would take a that. joint and you dip it in in, in bomb, they, it was. It's a very misleading name. I would back never in the eighties. That's what it was called. They called it Love Boat. And he sounds said, way um, too chill for what it is. Yeah, I worked with a dude that did it, man. Back in the eighties, at uh, Greyhound. Been around for that long? Yeah, that dude, man. He come to work like this. No, I step on some. I'm up to speed. He said he was sitting on the sofa watching the talent. He said he was sitting on the TV watching the sofa. <laughs> so when I heard Cat Williams do that joke, it sounds a lot like uh, what he was talking about. I gotta try some of that shit. Too. <laughs> no man, you gotta no, try you Angel does or uh, no, the love boat. I would, if somebody, if you guys were to like, if this were like a segue and you guys offer me a love boat right now, I would totally do it, Jimmy. I don't know if you felt uncomfortable. Jimmy, if you, you had some. like a real nice you guy having this podcast in somebody young, else's house. Uh, <laughs> you're a young handsome guy. I don't want to see you throw don't your do life it. down the don't tubes. do it. Don't man. do it. Don't do a love boat. Don't do love boat. We, I never did it, bro. I no. smoke weed, but don't I never did that. Stick whatever you smoking. Don't fuck me. <laughs> like, I'm talking like running down the street naked, not knowing where you are. Like, and some people never shit. come back. Some people you don't want to get that high. You're like, they, they say it was worse than angel dust. Smoking angel dust. Are they? Is that still a thing that's done these days? Hell yeah. yeah really? How do you even get that? I don't even know how you get embalming. We're not going to tell you how to get it. Come on. Fit, tell me. Come on. Give me, <laughs> That's give me a clue. That's what it sounds like, Jimmy. You got to find, find, gotta find a funeral home first. <laughs> rucks. We had a rucks. You got to find a daughter at a funeral home. Take her hand. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I, I. So how long How long are you guys on the air with the podcast? Oh, we just um, fucking chat. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you guys need to get going, we no, can I was just start asking. wrapping up. Um, so, I mean, we started doing it. I guess I'll just do like a little history lesson. Uh, Here you go. Last uh, January we started, so 2016. We've been doing like over a year now, mm-hmm. and I mean our episodes are like anywhere from an hour to had like a three hour one the other. We had like yeah, a Joe yeah, Rogan yeah, yeah. long one. And the so other is night. it live or you guys pre pre record? We do it live, do it and live, then we yeah. do an edited so we got, down um, version and put it out as the actual. Episode. Two cameras there. And when do you guys do that? Huh? When do you guys have the um actual? Typically, we always do Thursday nights, so typically Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So oh, cool. Should be more organized than that. Should just be a definitive day. No, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that's, that's the beauty of doing a podcast. Like, you don't really have to adhere to the rules and let me yeah, exactly. other shit. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. Like, I feel like, I feel like the fact that podcasts are so unorganized, like as like a podcast culture, it's just this very like laid back thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, I feel like it's not a terrible idea to get like, some structure, some structure to it. Right. I feel like that is potentially what could make something. Oh, is it, are you too cold now? Because to oh, monetize no. it, you're gonna have to do that, huh? What's up? Oh no! So you guys might not be familiar with the dilemma of the black woman and her hair. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not even familiar with the, the woman and the bathroom. I don't have a fucking bathroom in this bitch. Oh, and they can hold I'm so it. Sorry. They can hold it. We can't. Like you see that hair? She wants to protect that. Jesus Christ. And if it gets I'm so wet, sorry. That's it. <laughs> now the running water. And an umbrella. That's true. You are not going to find a restroom here. That's the only downside yeah. of what you just said. I feel like such a dick now. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were coming. I I would have built a bathroom. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. It's like the little rascal. She's dollar. The clubhouse wasn't meant for her. <laughs> so what the fuck are you going to do? I was actually just thinking on the way over here. I was like, you know, we we we. It's not like we like try for, but we have like a pretty like diverse set of guests. And I was like, but we really don't have that many women on ever. Mm-hmm. And then 
you came and now that makes me feel better. But now I also feel worse because now I don't have a bathroom for you. Because dudes are just like, yeah, I'll just be like, yeah, go around the So you guys never had any of the female comics on? No, we've, we've had, had, we've uh, had a couple. We've had mm. like Kim Ambrose came yeah, I was just about to say because she was actually at the club last night. Mm. Cameron Farmer. I mean, tonight. Who, right. Yeah, mm. we had a Cameron Farmer. We've had a... Um, I do... Um, Podcast with Dark Mark too, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like we'll have like Maria yeah, Sanchez Wendy on and stuff. On. Uh, not Wendy Townsend. No, I know she produces at Ninety Eight Rock now, though. Mm-hmm. She's cool. I've met her a couple times, yeah, but she just doesn't come one. out much. Yeah, I mean, most people will book is just like comics that I'll meet or like or hang out with or bands that we find online or yeah. It's it's actually kind of it's interesting, like because sometimes like halfway into last year like people started hitting us to come on so yeah. it was like it was a weird switch oh, from really? like That's cool. yeah so like we had this like band that was touring from new york like their management hit us up and they're like yeah we're gonna be in baltimore that monday like we so want that them means to come you guys in. are making noise then mm-hmm. well it, yeah i guess so i guess i, I mean I'm not hearing it, but <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, trust me. When people seek you out, that means you're doing some good shit. Mm-hmm. You just got to be doing. You just got to put that shit out there. That's the main thing. I, I think just consistency too. Mm-hmm. We, it really every is every week since we started. We put something out. It's about looking legit. Oh yeah, you know exactly. Fucking, we yeah. probably looked far more legit than when you actually you pulled up, up at here. Club and it's all smoking. And you were like, people think you're a star, or whatever. Like you yeah. saw our fucking SoundCloud. You were probably like, oh, they definitely have a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, they you saw that logo. Have a fucking bathroom. <laughs> These guys definitely. Have some type so of So how long have you guys been on the air? Uh, this is actually episode 53. So we do it once a week. So this is the first week of the second year. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. We recorded like 10 before we actually started putting them out, though. Yeah. <laughs> so who like came lost. up with the idea? Like what made you guys say, hey, let's do a fucking podcast? It was actually, I don't think it was any one of us in particular. We were sitting in the studio and Eric and I used to always fucking just chill here because I built yeah. this for. I've known Jimmy music. since like middle school, high chill school. Chill here, yeah. Because you start out, you and Eric were just sitting around fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I call chill. It's the chillest thing. I'm glad about, you bro. finished that. Yeah. Oh, we did. <laughs> I didn't, you didn't let me get there yet. I was gonna, gonna elaborate. So was this also like a a, a music studio? Yeah, as actually, well? behind this yeah. door is a it's a full recording studio. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and we have like a green For screen over there. For some reason, I thought when stuff. you went out that door, you were outside. Oh that's well, that door's outside. That door's outside. Yeah, because that's the door. You got like in. vertigo right now. Your whole world's flipped up on. <laughs> no, when we came in, I knew that was the outside because mm-hmm. yeah. I had to be outside to come in. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty smart. It's pretty. Yeah, I there's a understand. window, you know. There's a window, so like, yeah, you would think. Yeah, but I just thought this was it, and then mm-hmm. through that door was the back door. <laughs> no, we would always so like I built this. This originally like if you look at the other side, if you go through that little ass door over there, mm-hmm. it's just like a fucking garage, like no walls, no nothing. Like this wall wasn't here. This was just one long, fully extended garage. Oh, you, you can to, see that, that you can see the garage door, really, so I figured oh, that man. was you know. Yeah. Oh my bad. I feel I feel bad because you really got to go. All right, I guess we need to split. There you go. Yeah, we might. I'm trying to think. But when you can, you go out by yourself in the fucking wilderness. No, it, I mean it's it's all on the same property. Like there's a fence back there, everything. Like I just feel like such a Neanderthal right now making you do this. Because I had to pee since we walked in too. But damn, female. Gotta figure that shit out. I gotta figure that shit out. Are you? This is this is not gonna be your proudest moment. I can. There's also a McDonald's like down the street that's 24 seven. There's a Seven Eleven, or like so a if you guys want to wrap up, we can. If yeah, you have anything to plug guys. or? Yeah, we can wrap. Yeah, yeah, that's fine too. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't want to like embarrass you or anything. I mean, shit, we've been talking for an hour, at least an hour. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've been good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> nah, we're good. I well, I know you're at Magoobies all weekend, um, and people can find you uh, like on Twitter or anything. Ugh. Well, I don't do Twitter. Cause no? I'm old, old, old. But you do have that at <laughs> Laughing With Larry, though. I'm on Twitter, yeah, um, Laughing With Larry. With um, a no H. No, it's, it's H. You sure? There's yeah. definitely no H. I think you just spelled it wrong. Everything is spelled correctly. No, no way. You spelled it wrong on the stream. Ain't no way that there is an H in that Twitter handle. Oh, you talking about Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. It might, you you might be right. Yeah, yeah. I thought you. Yeah, because I hardly ever use it. So I'm, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like you're not the Twitter. Take I just H checked your Twitter. Right. Yeah. It's like I definitely checked your right, Twitter more recently than you did. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do it. I just couldn't. It just that never. Kicked. It's too much work. It's like yeah. you feel like you got to keep on pumping out shit all day. Yeah, <laughs> like come on, dude. Right, and I I used to try to do it, and then if my thought was too long, it was like, oh, you can't. I said, man, I hate fuck that this shit, shit, dude. I hate that shit. So, um, laughing with Larry on Twitter. Don't follow him because he does not tweet apparently. Yeah, but what's the Facebook page, Larry? Um, comedian Larry Lancaster. Instagram and um. Larry Lancaster. Facebook Larry Lancaster. And it, are, do you have your dates online anywhere that people can find? Um, generally, we just post on Instagram, Facebook, and um, like Messenger. Perfect. So, Messenger. Real mom and pop organization. I like that. I like oh, that. Yeah. I like that. So Facebook and Instagram are your main things. Yeah. We'll put out there. We'll pump out. I'm actually working fucking... on getting the website up, but we got to talk to her about that shit. Because mm. it should have been up Sounds right like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking this has been a minute. I got that vibe. I was like. Right. So, like um. It. Yeah, man, I made Magoobies this weekend. I do a fourth Tuesday of the month at a spot called The Place. Um, place? Where's that? That's um like downtown, 315 West Franklin Street. Dude, we got to link up with them. This is the back. studio. Yeah, this is yeah. the studio. Yeah. The place the and the studio. studio. We can really make something place. happen. Yeah. <laughs> place. <Wow. laughs> this is also technically a place by definition, so, yeah, so kind of works You got out. anything to plug? Yeah, uh, and my stage name... Uh, Get ready. Owen Funderburg the third. Funderburg? That's my stage, my whole name, yes. Uh, I will be at Sully's uh, doing a guest spot uh, April 1st with, Lenny, uh, with Lonnie Davis. Okay. Uh, then on the 8th with Big Girl and uh, Tanya Waddy and Yolanda Ellison. They uh, they invited me uh, with Helena Codnelli. So I'll be uh, there. It's a Mexican. K.Y. Nelly. It's a it's, now this it's, is a new it's a restaurant. Is, right? Yeah, Where, it's a, it's yeah, Road. It's a Mexican restaurant. That's on the eighth, and then I'm my big show. I'm waiting on May twentieth with uh, Bro Man from the fifth floor. You know, mm-hmm. from Martin. You guys watch Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Show on there called Bro Man. Uh, been so. trying to do the do. Awesome. Thanks that's to this awesome, guy here. Man. You know, uh, that's my mentor. Dude, this has been dope. I actually, I actually, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about throwing on my outside shoes and checking you, <laughs> checking you out tomorrow. You earned it, man. Uh, yeah, it was really just an audition for me to come it, see man. you at Magoobies. Yeah. You, you nailed and it. I, I just want to say this to the listeners: like, I think pe- people are afraid to have real, genuine discussions, I agree. especially yeah. about race and politics and economics. But you have to be able to say your side, listen to the other person, accept what their side, even if you disagree. And then still be cool afterwards. Because when you don't do that, people are not going to be honest. Absolutely. You have to yeah, have yeah. the dialogue. You have That's to, why and I you was... had to be open enough to say, you know, hey, let's go at it. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, you say your shit, I say my shit. I disagree. But it's like one of my best friends. I know this motherfucker voted for Trump. Ah. Boy Dunford, right? And he gets, he fucking, man, Hillary, that bitch. Like, you know, ah. it's my man, Irish kid. And I call him my brother from another mother, right? 
<laughs> so we hang out, we drink beers and shit. I know he voted for Trump, but it's, it's not gonna make me like not fucking like him. That's my exactly. Man. No, you gotta be able to talk right. about that shit. It's the only way. It's but the only there way. are some people who like once they find out you voted for Trump, they don't fuck with you. That's or, true. You know, but you can't let the differences. You asked me. I said straight up. No, I, I appreciate because yeah. we know. I'm, I'm going to say because we actually have more common than we do difference. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate really? you, Jimmy, because yeah. you know old school will say right, every time somebody always want to say somebody racist, but nah, you you know you you said how you felt because you part of the new millennium. Mm-hmm. You know you part that's your gang, that's your group, y'all. I goddamn it. Y'all a gang, man. You know? <laughs> that new millennium is off the damn chain. You know? But I'm going to say this, though. This is why I didn't vote for Trump. Okay. He's a brilliant businessman because he's still making billions. But you have to think about your grandparents. Mm-hmm. See, you and I, we still can work and make money if we have to, if things start, if too many things get cut out. Mm-hmm. But your grandparents, they ain't working no more, man. You know? And he cutting out. They they cutting a lot of stuff. They putting America, folk. They focusing America on big stuff. Mm-hmm. But that little stuff that we need, they cutting it out. That's so true. you know you have to be careful with that. That's man. true. And I'm I'm fifty. I just turned fifty on Friday. Last the Friday just passed. So you know fifty shouldn't look like this. You know, <laughs> but you look good. It do. You yeah. do look good. I would have never fucking guessed. Yeah, 50. And, th- and this is another thing I think people don't understand. Like. Really? Black people used to love Trump. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, there's so many like rap songs. That, right, like, where you hear Mother and I bet you they wish they could go back in time like and fucking. He was like the similar success, and cats used to like how mm-hmm. they used to say, oh, I'm the next John Gotti, or they would identify with gangsters. They used to do the same thing with Trump. It's just that when he started running for president, it's like a different person emerged. And even people who know him well said they don't know this guy. Like, mm-hmm. this is somebody new. They don't know if it's an act, if it's a character, or what it is, because this wasn't... If you look at some of the old the interviews of him, he was nothing like this. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, it's, 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 it's weird. Even with, like, even with Gerardo. Like, I fucking remember Gerardo. Gerardo was one of our biggest heroes. You was, when you he was still in Fox, Nutsville. When uh, <laughs> right. When he went to Fox... <laughs> People change. Oh, see, change. some people only remember that Geraldo, but I remember the fucking Geraldo who was a lawyer and fought for minorities. Mm-hmm. You know, Geraldo, like the Geraldo like Rivera. Rivera. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and he had his own show, and he got in a fucking fight with the skinheads. Mm-hmm. I really? remember that. So this people will call that same Geraldo a racist, which I don't think Geraldo is a racist. He just worked for. He just worked for a news for Fox, a news media that Fox, that wants you to go. You know. And that's that's yeah, left. that's that's the only thing I guess I was trying to say at any point was just like you have to be wary of how much of it is real and how much of it is being given to you in a package and saying like because exactly like before anybody cared before anybody had a vested interest in Donald Trump not being president nobody gave a fuck and then all of a sudden once he starts running for president once he starts going against the big money then all of a sudden the media wants to come out and find every fucking thing wrong with him in the world and so th- I guess that was my whole point was just like you gotta be aware of what's being fucking sold to you and what is actually true if he's if he's honest when they ask Trump have he ever been to Russia have he ever met Putin Answer should have been yes. Hell, I'll try to put a motherfucking hotel up over there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got hotels everywhere. So why not have a hotel in Russia? Mm-hmm. Y'all got problems with these people. I'm a businessman. I'm just trying to make money. That's all he had to say. Honestly, that's what's been the greatest thing about like doing this show. Like 
on the real. It's been the greatest thing is that we bring. I mean, like I said, this is episode fifty three. We bring mm. different people in here every week. A lot of times, I don't even know who the fuck they are. I know mm. who the fuck you guys are. <laughs> Come on, let's be real. Mm. I, that's the first time I fucking met you. Right. But like, you have these conversations with all kinds of different people. Right. Every fucking week, and it really is eye opening just mm-hmm. to get that perspective. Different perspective. You know, and that's the kind of thing that that's the one thing that's kind of pervasive through all the cultures. That's that isn't promoted mm-hmm. it's it's considered more it's considered more appropriate to just not for speak us to about be things. divisive mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's considered more draw, appropriate like draw lines and shit and just exactly and that's encouraged and that's kind of like accoladed like you're the better the, the better you are at shutting other people down like oh fuck them fuck them like that makes you a better person it's like no no mm-hmm. if you can't look somebody in the eye and talk to them about your differences then you're not really not making any progress at all you're just shutting it's... and i think i just think that's the the, the the powers that be that's the way they want it Exactly. Oh, yeah, no. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I'm always wary, man. I'm always wary when that 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 kind of just I don't know, man. It just escalated to such a high level, especially these days. Mm-hmm. That kind of like divide. It, it, my opinion is that when you consistently talk about racism on every news broadcast all the fucking time, that is kind of what fuels racism. In a way, they kind of mask it under this thing where, like, well, this is what's going on. And I mean, I, I don't know, Jimmy. You can't ignore it, though. Right. It, ne- it never died. It. Racism never. Racism never died. I'm not saying it did. It, it, it's I'm not still alive it and well. It's alive and well up north. Sure. Down sure, south, sure. where it started. Really, where it started. It really isn't. I went down to New Orleans this weekend. I told you, and I, I, I even commented. You ain't to, feel it, did you? I didn't feel you it. You know why you ain't feel Black it? Black people and white people you're just white. Well, are you saying that? It, are you saying that it's worse? Well, okay, okay, okay. Because I, I always, I always a, think about. You got a point, Jimmy. Well, listen, listen, listen. I think about it sometimes. I think about it sometimes. Um, it's not like you can say, "Hey, you can't eat here, white guy." <laughs> are, you saying, are, you are you saying it's worse do. down south? And I mean, no, it's worse. It's worse up north. Well, that's what I was saying. I, I, I saying. did. I did my high school years in Rocky Mount, North Carolina. Okay, right. I'm, I graduated in 1986. I went to a predominantly white school, but we had blacks sprinkled all over around. We yeah. we uh, white and blacks dated. They took each other to the prom. That's pretty much like where I'm you know, and, and it was yeah. it, it was cool. It was real. I mean, you didn't know really how deep racism was, and then some of my classmates that grew up, some of them just switched. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. You think they? Sw- I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess my experience when I went down south was yes, I didn't notice it. Good, as much. pissy Elliot. But that's because, like you just said, you just. <laughs> good. Did you? Did you? Did you? You're good. I'm so sorry. I am. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. That's all right. No, I went down to New Orleans, man, and it's just they had they had the the thing that that dominated was. There was an overarching culture, which was this is New Orleans, mm-hmm. and then second to that was you're black, I'm white, right. you're this, the other thing. Right. In Baltimore, I don't want to say I don't want to single out Baltimore, but like where what I'm used to is the black and white thing being because we're real thing. segregated. Exactly, yeah. but even in the city, it's like city. east and west, though. Yeah, right. it's weird to think. And the I think is. you know what I think personally, in my own observation, I could be wrong about this, but I think what unites the people down south is that a lot of places in the south, they're not necessarily like affluent areas. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of in the same position. So it's not like you have this kind of like divulgence of like rich white people and poor black people like you do up north. You've got the urban inner cities with the, the poor black population. you got the suburbs. 
down south, it's like, I mean, they have that, right, but maybe right, not right. to the largest extent. Everybody's kind of in the same room. Everybody's mm-hmm. kind of, so, so the whole racial barrier doesn't even exist. And it's like, we're all fucking, we're all kind of not right. doing that great. People, right I think yeah, people interact on yeah, them. Yeah, they're all drinking. <laughs> hey, I drink a lot I too. I think you're right about that because I think it, what it does is people interact on a more consistent basis. Yeah, and when sure. you interact with people, you get to know them. And then you see that it's not just a black or white person as a human being. Because you relate yeah, it's not to people, just an idea you relate to people more so based off of a, a um, what is the fucking word I'm looking for? A common situation. Mm-hmm. Like when you work with people at the same job. Like that's the mm. main thing. Like when you're all going to the same school, when you're all doing the same shit, when you're all going through the same stuff, that's what really forms a relationship. All that kind of racial shit and stuff like that really comes second. Mm. That's really all I was saying was I think that it is important to address. It is absolutely important to address it and talk about it because it does exist. But I think the way it's uh, propagated to us by the media in a lot of in a lot of ways is meant to it's not meant just to, like, talk about it, but make you upset, stoke and it's made to it's outrage. You know, it's like it's instead of covering it for like the solemn thing it should be, it's it's a thing of uh, like. I don't know. And what it does I'm is not it, Jimmy, yeah. so I don't want to put words in his mouth. No, no, no. Well, what <laughs> and also, it does, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> what it does is it divides people because by talking about racism, you kind of polarize populations because when you talk about racism, you say this is what's going on. It forces certain white people to be like, well, I don't think that way. And why do they keep on telling me that because I'm white, I think that way? And then black people go, well, I don't think that way. And why do white people keep on thinking that I'm this way? Because And it just divides you. It's like an automatic division because it forces people to be insecure about who they are. Because mm. now they're talking about it. A and lot it, more exactly. than what he did in the past. See, in the mm-hmm. past, we didn't have social media. Yeah. In the past, we didn't have iPhones and phones just all over the place, people taking pictures yeah. and cameras to show. Mm-hmm. I mean, this stuff that's happening right now, yeah. it been happening. Bro, I used to live out Cherry Hill back mm-hmm. in 75, right? Mm-hmm. You couldn't even walk. You couldn't even, a white person couldn't even walk down the street. We couldn't even go out Brooklyn. That's on the other side. You're saying that, a white person couldn't walk down the street. Couldn't walk getting. down the street in Cherry Hill. Because a white, a black person couldn't walk out uh, Brooklyn mm-hmm. unless there's a bunch of us. You know what I mean? We couldn't just go one person and you walking down the street. That wasn't going to happen back then. You know because it, it was racism was heavy. Mm-hmm. They weren't afraid to say it. They were saying it on television. You know. They, you know, uh, I appreciate the um, what's the, what's the TV show? Um, All in the Family, yeah. the Jeffersons. They was real shows. Yeah. It was real shows. People, I, yeah. they weren't afraid to say what they felt, mm-hmm. and that's what's wrong with America now. They're not saying what they feel. You, I, I'd rather for you to come out and tell me, hey. Man, I'm racist as a motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I can accept that. And then well, I, I think the beauty of a show like All in the Family. Is it a humanize somebody that you normally wouldn't think was a, was a cool person? Because first of all, Archie Bunker wasn't a racist; he was a bigot, and it's a difference. It's a distinct difference <laughs> yes. between a bigot yes. and a racist. Yes, he was a blue collar guy; didn't have a whole lot of With white socks. Didn't have a whole lot of power. <laughs> and George Jefferson, I think, I was watching the clip from that, and he George was a bigot too. Exactly, and that's what made it great. It's right. because they were equally bigoted, but mm-hmm. it was it was. It was and actually, they were spinoffs of the show because his son-in-law, um, uh, uh, he used to call me head, was friends with Lionel, <laughs> who was the Jefferson's son, and so the the show got spent off from that. But mm-hmm. it just you even if you was a black person, black people used to fucking love all in the family, and they loved Archie Bunker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know and, what I mean? Even though he dis- was a bigot and he disrespected his wife, yeah. which, which Trump probably got that from. He loved Edith, 
but he's still different. It was but something people could relate. That to. was old school shit, and that was kind of how that how that type of guy did things. Yeah. I'm the man of the house. Yeah, you cook dinner. You know, it was like I don't know if it was disrespectful. <laughs> That's just the way shit was. <laughs> and 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 so his his. I remember he had Sammy Davis Jr. on the show, and Sammy Davis Jr. was one of his favorite fucking entertainers. Like mm-hmm. he was going nuts over Sammy Davis Jr. This guy who was supposed to be a bigot, but he still loved Sammy Davis Jr. Well, the, Sammy Davis Jr. took a picture of him and kissed him. The point was, <laughs> it was honest, and that's it what was, it really comes. It was down honest, to. It was honest, and it, and it and it it like it humanized somebody exactly like because it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Like they'll like I almost feel like when these certain kind of like radical groups these like super like social justice groups kind of get up on their pedestal and say like well you can't say that about these people you can't say about that it's not really addressing them as people it's addressing them as like just one large homogenous group and Mm. you're kind of depriving like oh you can't say it's about black people you got to call them this that the other thing it's not honest because i I don't know i I feel i don't know i don't know just remember remember you're 24 right so what you have to do you can take this advice you have to just learn the history go back a few go back a couple uh, centuries, right? Mm-hmm. Then work your way up. Then you'll see why it's like that. A white person will easily will tell a black person quickly, "Man, you you aggressive." You, you ain't, I had my, my manager told me that he was like, "You aggressive? What hold? Uh, well, pretend we in the court of law. Show me how me being aggressive, okay? Uh, I can't describe it. You telling me I'm aggressive, so you want, you have to show me, you know, because I'm doing my job." And I called him a racist. I said, you racist. And since I called him that, he said, we can go upstairs and talk to the man. You're my boss. Let's go. We can, come on. Let's go. Get the union rep, me, you, him, and the boss. That's cultural difference. Because I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't play that. You understand? And, and, and oh, so you're then, saying that he was kind of closetedly saying something yeah, else Yeah, he was saying I was being aggressive because I was doing my job. Right? Okay. You know, and, 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 and it's, it's like. I'm like, it's kind of like we that. Go, like we masks. going through that now with 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 police officers, you know, and you know the the, the inner city black people were aggressive, you know, the way we talk or the way we you know approach or whatever. No, we not like that, man. We just going, we getting straight to the point. We're going to mean what we say, and we move on. And that's the important thing is even like like it's all kind of masked. Like like for instance, it's masked that 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 kind of like deep seated racism that we're talking about, especially with like the you know when you watch like a a tribe from Africa or something like that they just show their titties whatever doesn't matter in a way that is a very deep seated racism that that is accepted as not racist and so so it's almost subliminal yes and so my what I guess I was trying to say earlier I do a very good job of it but that kind of that kind of masked language where we say something in a certain way and because we say it in that way or we talk about it in a certain way, all of a sudden it means something different. Mm. It's really just that deep-seated racism that's allowed to shine through. And so when you watch things on the news that, that I guess, purport themselves as we're, we're the voice of the people, we're the voice of this, that, the other thing, we're against racism, stuff like that, and they put out these arguments and it's like, no, what you just said and every, all of your sentiments and everything you're saying is equally racist. You're just saying it differently. You're not really making a difference. You're just changing the way people talk about it. And I, I can deal like when they the way they vilify black people to the and, and you look you if you watch the news, I'm like, God damn, I don't blame white people for not fucking trusting. Exactly, black dude. When the they news, covered the Baltimore riots, and I never had a real interaction with people of another color, and that's your only maybe your only interaction. 
you would be scared as fuck too. Because when I watch the news, I'm like, God damn, black people doing a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah, I walk but across. And I, what shit, happens I see is, a gang of black people walking. God damn, I go across the street sometimes. Right. And damn, you so. might not do that when you see a gang of white guys. I would, look. So it even works Depends on, on what us. they look like. If it's I like a bunch of frat dudes, yeah, I'm, like, I'm not going to walk I'll near fuck them. your credit. <laughs> a bunch of black guys in button-ups and shit like that, right. like walking down York Road, I'm not going to give a fuck. But if I see a bunch of black guys looking like they're about to fucking rob me, I'm going to walk across the street I'm going to be very honest with you. And I'll do the and same we, but shit. we would too. We would too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what does that have to do? I guess that's what but I'm no, saying. I don't think that's... It's not racist. That's fucking smart. I haven't been robbed yet. Sometimes I've never been fucking robbed. So, you know, say what you got to say. are super sensitive, and they shouldn't be. They get angry about shit that they shouldn't get angry about and not angry about the shit that they should get angry about. And those are the people that step in and say you can't talk about it. And then the the media does vilify different segments of people mm-hmm. for their own reason. They vilify white people to black people. They vilify black people to white people. And they, they are the people who cause the divide. That's all I'm saying. And sometimes mm-hmm. you just... The Your perception is, of white people is far different than than white people's perception of white people and it goes the same vice versa black people's perception of black people is far different than white people's perception of black people it's the same way it's but the I, same will, exact I will thing. say this though jimmy being a minority sometimes we've had to learn about white people and see they fucked you up already but white people don't necessarily have to learn about black people the nuances well by, by yeah. calling you jimmy i'm i'll call you james fuck it James. Well, my real name is Demetrius, actually. Man, ain't this a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's Greek? half Greek. I'm Greek, yeah. Yeah, I was about to... Okay, that's what's up. Yeah. So... But I think sometimes just having a conversation... Yeah, so I don't even, I don't even think he's white. Two, I, think two he's people, white I might not be. My family came here like... But when I first saw uh, you, I thought maybe Italian. Or second generation. Yeah. Half but Italian, half Greek. Yeah, I'm Greek and Italian. Yeah. I'm half Greek, like... I think like 34, I don't know fucking, I'm Greek and Italian. Okay. So, I don't know the fucking You were right on both accounts. I'm Greek and Italian. <laughs> Greek and Italian. Well, Good and that's the other thing. That's the other thing as being, and that, that again, that's another big thing for me is my family, I'm the second generation here. Like my grandparents came here in the 60s post-civil rights. Mm-hmm. Like when they came here, that shit was slavery. All that shit was done. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly, even, my family had fucking nothing to do with that. You're not even white, man. Well, well, that and that's, that's the other problem. You voted for Trump. He could deport your whole family. <laughs> <laughs> he could send everybody sure, I should have thought twice about that, dude. Like, <laughs> no, no, I swear it's James. It's James Trump. It's James. <laughs> Just the Mexicans. <laughs> Yo, in the summer Demetri, when he gets huh? tanned. Oh yeah, when in the summertime, dude. You want? Yeah. Oh man, you get, that, you get that olive tone. Yeah, your ass got to go. Yeah, it's lucky the election George? wasn't held in the summer because I would have voted for Hillary. <laughs> I was that black. <laughs> y'all hear the George Lopez? Past joke, he was like, you know, they my, my housekeeper they deporting her back, and they was like, oh, that's fucking he said, oh, shit, I'm really mad because that's my aunt. George Lopez, now, I feel bad for George Lopez. Dude. He's in like seven different shows, and none of them have been that great, man. But he's shit. He's doing good. He's doing though. good. I'm man. sorry to say, he's still it, a fucking George million, Lopez man. show is actually decent. I kind of like that. His, show. His 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 the his, wife was this, his sitcom is really funny. I I still watch. And if that it, I think it went in syndication. So yeah, yeah, it's on Naked Night. Naked Night. Naked Night. When you make it on Naked Night, that's serious. you do over five years. You do five years more on the show. You good? It's him, DL Hughley, Charlie Murphy, Eddie Griffin. Um. Is D.L. Hughley still doing it? I remember he was on like he, the King's oh, yeah, on the radio. radio. Like, he on radio. He's, he's fun. got a huge And his radio show is good, man. He's doing a radio. Uh, That's a show called. Uh, part of that syndication uh, we were talking about. 95.9. That's what I was, is 95.9 syndicated too? Yeah. yeah. So oh, wow. his, his show just, is from 3 to 7. Just his show. His show is Just his seven. show. No, listen. The, when you listen to 95.9, the morning show is Tom Joyner. Tom Joyner syndicated. syndicated. 
and then DL Hughley, April Watts is local, local, and then um, DL Hughley comes on at three o'clock. He syndicated, and he syndicated, but he's good. He got the GED section. He'll keep you posted on whatever's happening. He was horrible happening. when he first came yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, he got a lot better. DL was horrible when he first came on the yeah. radio or just yeah. in comedy like, in general? No, I always thought he was a great comic. Great comic. Um, radio's different. But the I radio, imagine. right. But he got he's a he, whole he, lot better now. He got his he got himself together. So yeah, this shit is good. Out, right? So it's a good show. This show is good, man. I listen it's, to Michael Bazin a lot, though. I don't like Michael. I go back man. and forth. Like Michael, he womanizing. You know, oh, I man. love the women too, but goddamn, <laughs> you know? I mean, people relate to it, dude. I don't know. I've, ever since you guys told me about that fucking nine two Q shit, like I'm, I'm in a different place right the, now. The who? <laughs> I'm in a different fucking the syndication place. thing. Right. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. made of cheese. Yeah, that's how they did, man. It's radio, man. You yeah, know, hopefully talk we'll radio. It's talk radio. Play a couple, play some music, and then and then we forgot about XM. That yeah, shit oh, that's too. yeah, satellite. But XM let you be yourself. You know, you, I like can, you just gotta have, you know, you pay for it, but you know, you get to be you. Like That's like true. like in this podcast. I got a rent a car and they had accent. I think I'm gonna give me a subscription. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. always fun. That is the one thing I do not look forward to is the day if it if we are lucky enough for it to come that it actually fucking matters what we say on here. I don't know if I could be able to play that game. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just just wait and see, I guess, dude. I don't know, man. But um, yeah, thanks for coming on again, guys. Oh, I know you're, uh, you're a shameless busy. a shameless plug. I was just happening to look at my phone and I saw that I had a comment from Joanne Parker, <laughs> and she said, "Hi, everybody. I highly recommend you catch comedian Larry Lancaster at Magoobie's Joke House in Timonium. You're guaranteed to laugh from the time he steps foot on stage until he completes his set. I am so very proud of you." And Dude, I pray for fan. God's continued blessings. Okay. Wow. There, I wish yeah. somebody would pray Over for God's career. continued blessings. Nice. For yeah, me. I don't yeah, think anyone's ever prayed. Nobody's for ever prayed. That's my man. Praise old black people. They yeah. I gotta open up my circles. Yeah, I never prayed for, dude. I feel like I have better luck that way. So your name is Jimmy too? Nah, Eric. So you're Celeste. Yeah, Jimmy Celeste. Yes, I'm Jimmy Celeste. That's Eric. Jimmy has fallen, and Eric Glazer. 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 Oh, Glazer. Yep. Sounds like a lawyer. All right. Call the law officer. It's got that Jewy look uh, to it. Eric, <laughs> yeah. Eric Glazer. Yeah. It's uh, live from the studio. Yeah, guys, check out um at LFTS Podcast. On everything. On everything. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Twitter, all that BS. Instagram. Um, Eric check looks me like out. a computer hacker. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> funny you should say. <laughs> I, I'll show you a little video <laughs> afterwards. Um, but uh, yeah, check me out at Eric Glazer. Uh, if you're listening live, Sunday at Zissimo's, we're doing a charity show for CMP. Uh, come on out to that. CMP, if you're we all we got. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I got to check you out, Eric. So where, where can I see you? Uh, Sunday at Zismos. Uh, charity show. Oh, and then, I don't really okay. know. Yeah, what yeah. time? Um, that might not be a good show. That's a clean show. Uh, Boo. I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 around. He's around. Well, why does it, well, well, it have to be clean? Uh, it's like for a charity for like a kids organization. So there might be kids <laughs> they there. They sure have my kids there. Yeah, yeah. Got them. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on 98 Rock tomorrow too. Oh, really? Yeah. What time? Um, uh, I think from eight to like nine or ten. Awesome. Wow, what show is that? Oh, the Justin Scott and uh, yeah, Slagle. Spiegel. Spiegel. Yeah. Wow, dude! Oh, yeah. They, they nice. do it to promote Magoobies, so I'll be on it. Yeah, yeah. And I want to see you too, Jimmy, because you you're a musician, right? I am, yes. But as usual, I have zero plugs to drop on you guys this this week. 
Uh, if you're going to be around May 27th uh, at Mr. Dulcimer's wedding, <laughs> I will be playing that shit. Right. Catch me there. Pay, Y'all can catch me there. Forty wine vine vinery. How do you say it? Vinery. Vinery. The the fucking wine places. I'm playing an acoustic show there while you're doing some wine tasting. I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm actually yeah. looking forward to that. I'll be doing a, a lot of Matchbox nice. Twenty Goo Goo Dolls covers, guys. Drunk, like that kind you of shit. Play anything. Yeah, man. Forty forty wine. That's what it is. Winery. Vineyard Ooh. was the word I was looking for. Get some horny, <laughs> some drunk cougars. That's not talking about, baby. That's yeah. oh, 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 and uh, the the horse you came in on down in Fell's Point. I'll be playing an acoustic set down there. Oh, really? When? Uh, I, I Friday, April seventh. We're doing the that's happy. That's where I go with slot. my Irish buddy. Do you really? Yeah, yes, really. you should go down there. Friday, April seventh. That's next Friday. We're playing five to nine. Me and Mike Manos. Hell yeah. We're pretty slick with it. We're pretty what? slick with it. Not going to lie. That's in Fells Point? Uh, yeah. yeah, right in Fells. Me right on, right on for Thames Street. Street. And they had live bands and shit. Sometimes yeah. they had some yeah. guys. Dope. Okay. Jimmy's dope. And, um, <laughs> yeah, check out. Guys, check out. By check the way, the darkest. check out The Darkest with right. Dark Mark. That's coming out. What are you guys recording that on Sunday? Putting out when? Uh, we got to figure out. We're switching networks right now. So we got to... Get all the sound clips from the crack studio Shout and out bring to them Dark over Mark. here. That's my boy. Shout yeah. out. Shouts out to Big Dark shout Mark. Out. Absolutely. At Dark Mark Rules. And, and Ivan. Yeah. Shout yes, out Ivan Martin. Martin. My man. My fucking man. By the way, guys, check out Laughable. It is uh I still haven't I still haven't done my rehearse plug for you guys yet. But uh just in case anybody's wondering, it's actually it's actually really cool. It's on you can't get it on Droid yet, but you can get it on an iPhone. It's like a glo- it's like a podcast app. But you can actually search by comedians. So you can type in your favorite comedian's name, find him on any podcast he was on. It's actually really sick. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I have not experienced it yet because I'm Yo, a droid. But that app is dope. I got an iPhone. I got money. Me and Jimmy are on that app. <laughs> yes, you can look yes, us, we are. us on that fucking app. It's legit as shit. It is legit. Look as up shit, live from the it. studio. You can go to a podcast. Go to the fucking Mark Norman episode. See what other podcasts he's on. It's fucking easy. It looks good as shit. Laughable. Ned's the man. I think Summer is the Android mm-hmm. app, maybe. Yes. Cannot but, um, wait. Cannot wait. Guys, till next week. It's been a blast. Peace. Better call the cops. I'm about to run up on your block. Take shit that don't belong to me. They say that something wrong with me. Red run, red run, ay. Hoodlum, I'm done, yeah. Dust on, hell spawn, whoa. We don't get along, yeah.